0: Welcome to the Deep Dive.
1: Welcome back. It's uh, round 13 review
0: time. Review time. How are you Mr. Smith? Very good Trent. Are you? Doing well. We are going to smash into round 13. This is the review section. So this is the first time you're listening. So we do two episodes a week. This is the first one which is a review. So we'll go back through the games. Obviously not as long as some rounds, so we had a bunch of teams that had the buy, but there's a few games I think with a lot of talking points. We might go
1: very interesting round of footy.
0: Yeah, that's it. It's, it was yep. definitely interesting, a lot to take out of it. And you know, we might not go as long into some games, but then there's a few that we could definitely go go a fair way into. So firstly, big shout-outs to our sponsors, Hopster Home. So Hopster Home's a uh, craft beer delivery service. So this is the first time you're listening to us, they're really good sponsors of ours. So what they are is they deliver craft beer out to you. So they've got different size packs. So we've got a, tonight we're having a Three Ravens Paler, which is really nice, very fresh, nice sort of tropical flavours, a little bit of a sort of IPA style hops, but
1: not not too heavy. It's kind of like a, yeah, and a, a good easy good, drinking. And a good change for Three Ravens that are generally known for their Dark darker beach. beers. Yeah, that's true. So you know, it's good to see their diversity coming
0: out. Different style, that's it. Yeah, so these guys are a really good way of kind of experiencing different Australian craft beer. You should definitely get to them, so hopstahome.com.au. So the the pack at the moment, we've got a deal going. If you sign up, you get a twenty five dollar discount with the promo code AFL Deep So there you go. And that's on your first That's on your first pack. First pack, not ongoing, otherwise that, that would be an amazing deal. But still that's pretty good to get you started. Absolutely. And um and yeah, you should definitely give them a try. They're they're really switched on guys. So hopstahome.com.au. AU. Let's get into the games. games. Thursday... Uh, all go. the way back... Yeah, I was going to say. Go all back, the way back to Thursday. All the way back to Thursday. Thursday, June 14, 132-75. Port Adelaide beat Western Bulldogs by 57 points. So, 2012 to eleven-nine. Jeez.
1: Yeah probably the margin a bit further out than I anticipated but nonetheless I the result was how we saw it um, pretty comfortable it was port. it was
0: pretty close to what we said I mean that we said we both did port and we both said port would win relatively comfortably I think we said about 20 to 30 points I don't think we expected it to blow out this far yeah. um, I I don't think we th- I thought we th- I think both of us sort of felt that dogs had a little bit more you know fire right. in them for for this season but I think that's Pretty much been put to bed from this season, and yeah, you can't you can't discount the the two injuries that they had during Massive the night. Outs, yeah. yeah, so Eastern Wood, um, so Eastern Wood, if you haven't heard, is going to be out for the season. So that's it. That's it for him. Yeah, um, and then McRae it looks like it's going to be. They're saying three weeks, but it probably not, with man. that sort of hammy. I mean, you could. I know they've got the buy, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it boils a little bit further. Yeah, out. and
1: if they're not. Competitive. Why rush? Arguably, their best player for the year back unnecessarily. So yeah, it's just tough. It's um, the season just gets more and more challenging for them. Looks like Bonton Pally is yeah. going to be carrying the load for most of the rest of the year now. Well, which... I mean,
0: it, this wasn't a good game. I mean, there's no other way to look at it unless you're a Port Adelaide fan. to the score at the end of quarter time, five five to one point. So if we sound a little bit flat, that's why. Yeah. Um, eight six to four five. Then fourteen nine to eight seven, and then as I said before, twenty twelve to eleven nine. So yeah, there was not really any passage at all where it genuinely felt like the dogs no. were capable of winning this game. Um, yeah, so it really, when once it got a couple of minutes in, it was one of those games where two or three minutes in, it was very clear what was going to happen.
1: Yeah, and all the uh, all the big. The big guns of Port Adelaide came out and played pretty good football on Thursday night. Yeah, um,
0: so let's let's split it up, as we normally do. So we'll start with Port. I mean, big ticks, really. As, as you and I have spoken about a few times, Pollock is clearly... A big barometer for them, and, and he was really on, and, and I, I yeah, was really early on, yeah. But even through the whole game, I still thought he was really impressive. You know, obviously Ollie Wines had a had another really solid night. You know, you look through the stats, Dixon was better, three goals, two is is good. You know, obviously not against amazing. That's the thing. It's one of these games where I don't think we can highlight too much. I don't read too much into the pluses because the the side they were playing just weren't very good. No. But yeah, you know, you know Rockliff better three one. That's probably his best
1: game he's played for Port. Yeah. But again, obviously hasn't played many and games. And as we said, having um, Wingard going to the middle frees Rockliff to go forward, and he did extremely well. Yeah. He three goals. So yeah, yeah,
0: that's it. But I mean, it's yeah, we probably this game. I mean, it's really not a hell of a lot to read out of. It's more big picture stuff. But you know, obviously Ollie Wines, thirty five disposals, seven tackles. Like you know, he was he was amazing. Wingard as well was impressive. Other rider competed, but he didn't really need to do too much, and we'll, we'll get into why in relation to the dogs' ruck situation. But yeah, look, I think with Port, there's really not much more to say. These guys are they're they we've, we've repeatedly said they're at the in a sort of mid to top of that middle rung. Um, and I, I think they're capable. And, look, and there's, the run home, they've got they, they've got they a great... Easily exactly. ...finished top four. 100%. So they're sitting at 7th now. So we'll try to incorporate these a little bit into the games now. We're halfway through. So they're sitting at 7th, as I said, on 32 points with 113%. So that's not too bad. And, and as you say, they've got a bunch of games at home and their run home is not too bad because mm. they didn't finish too high on the ladder. So, yeah, I mean, the, the only stress I would have when it comes to if I'm Port would be Hawthorne's run home is is quite good. Yeah. And if Hawthorne can string a bunch of wins together and maybe create an upset or so, they you know, who knows, maybe they do push them out of the eight. But I think the 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 fight for that sort of seven, eight, you know, six, seven, eight, nine positions are gonna be really tight and then obviously Adelaide they're not looking great, but, you know, they'll still be in and amongst it, so they're sitting at 11th, and then GWS is, you know, they're a bit of an unknown as well. So, but as you say, I mean, look, they they did what they had to do, you know, they 57 points is a good win, probably could have put the foot on the throat a little bit harder, but look, it's, it's one of those things where, it's like Fremantle, you know, Carlton
1: won the second half, but who cares, they were 70-odd points yeah. up, so... Exactly. This time of the year, it's, it's hard. They've got to manage their team and they can go too hard. Like, Port could have easily won by yeah. 100 points, but what's the risk? Mm. The risk is a potential calf or a hamstring to mm. one of their key players. And really, is that worth the extra percentage? I wouldn't think so, so. No.
0: Yeah. And and the other thing too, just to mention, was that one of the reasons why we said that would be a shorter margin was we thought it was going to be wet. It was pretty yeah. much dry. Exactly. Almost like last week. So mm. it was... Well, basically, exactly like last week. So it was pretty much dry once the um, game got started. Yeah. So it, look, that if, if you'd told me that it was going to be effectively because by half time, three quarter time, it, it looked like it was pretty dry. So I don't don't think there was too much to to really go into that. So it, it felt like a, a fair bit of a training draw in a lot of respects. Obviously, that's a, you know, I guess a bit harsh on dogs, but they they were pretty poor
1: through a lot of it, and yeah. They played one and a bit good quarters. Second and a little bit of the third, and that was about it. The rest yeah, of the game was, yeah, like, watches hats, as you just mentioned. That's
0: the thing. And, you know, look, you, you run through each line, and, you
1: know, it's the other
0: thing for me, obviously, out of this game, was everybody would love Robbie Gray on their side. He's just polished. He's just clean. He's just so effective. Like, every single club would, would
1: absolutely, absolutely love to yeah. have him. He He's a match winner. Out-and-out out match winner, just... Yeah. Well, him and Wines. I thought Wines was equally as good on the night. Well,
0: Wines' numbers look really good, but if you didn't see this game, I thought Robbie Grace was fantastic on the night and, as I say, you know, there's not one club that wouldn't have the door open, like, especially, you know, after the off-season that he had with the, the cancer scare to come back and oh, yeah. be playing as well as he is is, is amazing. So, he, he looks at the top of his
1: powers right now he looks he looks fantastic so yeah. as a Port, yeah. as a general team generally speaking Porter starting to really um, gel now yeah. and yeah, they'll be uh, honing their, their skills for the rest of the year to, to go deep into finals that's
0: it yeah and I mean if Dixon can take I think one of the keys to me out of this game was it was one of the better games if not the best game I've seen Dixon play probably only outside of that final that he had last year against West Coast where he nearly got them over the line yeah. this was really good and you know the the thing with Dixon, I know we criticise him a little bit, but the the, the, strut, the sort of stressful thing with him is he's you know his marking capability is really good. He's generally speaking, he, his running's not too bad. His, his leads are okay. His positioning's well. He's one of the good. best runners in that team. Exactly, exactly. It's huge, I... it, exactly. And it, but the the thing about him in this game was he he marked very consistently, but then when he couldn't take a mark, you know he'd bring the ball to ground yeah. and. He was just, you know, competitive all day and and then actually got some hits on the scoreboard. So hopefully that translates into... I know the the Port coaches play it down a fair bit, but clearly it's a deficiency in their side because if we're going to get deep into the finals and they they come up against a top side and he kicks kicks one or two points for the game, I'm sorry, but you can't sit there and say to me that, oh, no, we just want him to compete. I've heard that repeated from a bunch of their coaches. That's bullshit. Yeah, because it, that you, okay. Well, then you'll lose to to a West Coast
1: again, exactly like last year. It's like all the nothing uh, will change. It's like telling uh, telling us that Brisbane are a work in progress. How many years are they a work in progress? They've actually got guns, yeah. Both. Senior and junior players that um, they should be winning games of footy. So yeah, I, I agree. I think Dixon, if he's not kicking goals, um, or at least setting up goals, it sounds obvious, but it's, the, it's just the reality. He's not, he's not well, doing like his like, job. it's like Geelong
0: as well. Like you know, especially like you look at Geelong as an example. I mean, the, right now obviously they miss Menzel, but even with him in, if you get nothing out of Hawkins pretty much all day, I, I, I can't against a top side in a final, that is going to have some some impact. Massive impact, yeah. Well, it's like, you, you can even look at it to some degree with Darling out of the Eagles. Like, I know they had, you know, other options and they're a very good side, but that said, anyway... But look, probably not too much more to take out when it comes to Port. We know the Dogs are going to struggle and they're probably out of the finals race now. I think, look, here's the reality with the Dogs. So let's let's pivot into the Dogs because, I, I mean, yeah, look, massive tick to Port. You know, good on them. And if you're a Port fan, you know, it, it's really plus, plus, plus. Just, yeah, it was just a day of candy out there for you. Pretty much, yeah And I mean The only other thing I would say Just avoid pivot as well Was Ollie Wines The other thing I was impressed with His game too Was just I saw a lot of Hodge-esque Directing the play And and his ability To read the stoppages Was really Really impressive On the night And i I spent. I didn't look at the stats throughout this game, and I, I just sort of watched it. And because it, it wasn't a particularly great game, I was sort of looking at other things, and that was really impressive. So I mean, he, he seems yeah. to be. If he stays at Port, seems to be their next captain. And tell you what, he looks like he's he's ready for the. He's ready for it. Yeah, ready for absolutely. the role. So, but let, let's get into the dogs. Um, look, look, yeah, well, they were awful. Obviously, there's no other way to look at it. The the first quarter. Um, non-competitive. That they, they were, you know, they just looked completely shot. Port jumped them. Um, as I said, it, it just lo- it literally looked like a training drill. Gowers was good. Like there was a, a couple of them looked okay, but yeah, I mean, there was not not much out of that first quarter to, to really write home about. No. Bond kind of lifted a little bit later on. So into the second quarter, they were better, but it it was one of those games where it, it will go, look. There's two two. You can look at it in two ways. In one way, five five to oh one, like it looked like wow, this could be car crash style. Yeah, style like this Could've could have been all over at halftime. This could be like a, really bad. Well, real but real bad, like 80, 90 point bad, yeah. like Carlton Frio bad, which like we'll get bad, into. Yeah, but to at least the dogs' credit, they they didn't allow them to get didn't allow themselves to get murdered, basically. No, so, and they and they actually won <clears> the second quarter. Mm, that's the thing. Like yeah. it, it, they won the second quarter and. They came out and competed, and and, and that was good. Clearly, you know, a a lot of issues, but you can't... You know, there's a couple of clubs where there's been so many key injuries, and I think the Dogs are are definitely one. And there's just been such a lack of synergy this year with players coming in and out. And, you know, look, some of their kids look really good. Like, again, Ed Richards had a great game. Uh, We've we've talked a a stack about him. You know, we both wrote him down now. our notes. like he looks fantastic, but which is all
1: good and well. But you can't expect someone no. that young to be the best player. No, not at all. Bonus of it, he is, but you would want so many more senior players stepping up. And they, yeah, as I said, a lot of key injuries to personnel that help their structure and obviously when the players are coming back in that you would expect to stay they're not even playing that well so yeah yeah, it's really hard to figure out where they go from here how the rest of the season looks for the dogs I just had a quick look and I can only pencil in two guarantee wins Mm. for the rest of the year potentially three well, so that, that's a long, tough year f- ahead for doggy supporters, and mm-hmm. it, unless they can get, as we've said many times, they need some big bodies. You they know, do. They it, need some big, powerful you've been, um, pillars. Consistent but, uh, on that. They've got the run, but if they can't. Look, at, I mean, amount of times they looked up and had no one to kick to. Yeah, it's like, well, you're not going to win games of football like that.
0: Well, it's not going to be. It's not going to look any better. So there's a few, you know, transitionings going on with the dogs as well. I mean, right now, I mean, what's the story with Roughhead? I mean, he seems to be extremely on the out now. And then, you know, if you believe half of the reports you hear, it sounds like there's a bunch of them that are gone too. It sounds like Wallace is off to Essendon. And it sounds like house is off to Geelong. Geelong. yeah. So, I mean, look... The, to me, I think, you know, Bevo after 2016 did some very, put it this way, some experimental things in the coach's box and tried to go for a different game plan. And, and it makes sense after winning a premiership, you know, you, you become the hunted and yep. people will try to emulate you and all that sort of stuff. But I, th- I think the following year, you know, he, he moved half of his assistant coaches around and put them in different roles and stuff. And, you know, started playing, you know, when we when we started, we did the preview, like you know thirty five odd episodes ago when we were talking about Eastern wood being played forward, we were like, what why well, why are you doing that So like mm. I think what these guys need is consistency, and with that flag, he's bought himself. You know, at this, this rebuild well, at least four or five. I would have thought because unless it really goes south for me, because he's he's going to you know have to rebuild this side now. Yeah. So unless some incredible coach comes out of the blue, but I don't I don't think so. I mean, if, let's say Clarko came up as an example. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but as an example, then you know maybe they have to look at it. But yeah, I think for me they need they need consistency and. Bit, you know, I'd, I'd be playing the kids and yeah, absolutely finding out so. who wants to be there. And, and if, as we said last week, with your roughheads and people like that,
1: if they don't want to be there, then yeah, let always, always... <laughs> Yeah, don't you... play them. Right? Yeah, I and mean, you, they're going to get. They would get um, a good. Trade result with someone like Roughhead to a, a team that's pl- looking at finals over the next few years. Well, he's I mean, a good backup. A surprise if he goes to Geelong as a, as a, as a as Ruck, Ruck, Yeah, absolutely. Or a Stanley or was or better on weekends or an asset and someone like this. So they've got a backup because they've got to have Chambers it. is doing a lot and he's old, so he's not going to be around. I reckon home.
0: Richmond might look at him as
1: well, yeah. which, which frees Grig up and he can become yeah, yeah, so so yeah, op- a, a, a lot So there's a lot of options for and and if they can work out a good deal, then they could possibly get someone that can't get into these big teams because. They're playing so well, yeah, and a quality ruckman at the moment in the modern
0: game right now with this, you know, well, this, it's so important now. Aren't well, they? with the style of you know high pressure that, that we're seeing and and in you know, the way football's played and, and the presses that get played and the you know the, the zoning styles that, that clubs do, a quality ruckman is really important. So a yep. lot of the best sides have really good ruckmen. Like mm. we've really we haven't spoken much about Lysett this year, but I think at West Coast he's been pretty good. You know, Grundy's obviously been fantastic. Gorn, fantastic as well. So, yeah, yeah. look, it, it's, an, it's an important part of people's game and, and there'll be someone that'll, that'll be after him. But, oh, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, look, it's look, it's clearly for next year for the Dogs. Even the most optimistic Dog supporter would have to say that they've only won four games and they're, they're sitting at 73%. So yeah. they're, they're a long, long way off. And I think the latter is, at the moment... Pretty set. I think there's only really one or two more changes. To me, it all depends on how North Melbourne's kids stand up. Um, they've been outstanding all year. If they were to finish tenth, I'd still say that was a win. So if they finish eighth and which is where they are oh, now, that would be fantastic.
1: Yeah, except for the fact that they've had such a good first half. At the moment it's a winning season for With, them Without doubt. Like, they could not lose like they Well, that would if, be bad. Yeah, it would no. be bad, but had you said at the start that of the did year. A couple of yeah, years ago, yeah. had, at the start of the year said North Melbourne are gonna get seven wins. I know mate, all yeah. their supporters yeah. would be like Seven wins That's that's good That's huge But you're on drugs mate
0: No But I think Yeah you're right And you're completely on the money And I think the only real change Is I think Port are good enough And with their run home They're going to get there I think Collingwood have proven enough And then above Geelong, Melbourne, Sydney West Coast, Richmond I think are, are locks um, Geelong have so many games at home Melbourne, have, you know, they've got plenty mm. of depth And they'll beat, they'll beat down on a bunch of sides And then Sydney, I, I reckon that it'll ch- potentially change order But I think Richmond, West Coast, Sydney are almost top four Guaranteed yeah. right now but They've, they've got all won game, 10 games They've got
1: a two-game break on the rest of the comp at the moment exactly. So to make so. that up is tough I think there's, I mean, Adelaide still are Hawthorne's the big calculator. one to come in Yeah, and GWS, so, but it's so hard for them to make up that ground now to get in. Yeah, um, and the
0: big problem with JWS as well is their, their ins are still potentially a few weeks away and it'll take two or three weeks for them to get ready for AFL level. Yeah. We've seen so many times this year even really quality players take time to, to get up to speed with the way AFL's played now. It's yeah. it's so fast. It's so hectic. So, I, I don't know. I, I think the, the, the only real thing for me that could change... Is either GWS and and or Hawthorne coming in, and then let's say Port had a real you know serious dip or some big injuries or something like that. But yeah, I think the the rest are pretty safe. But in terms of the dogs, yeah, big big struggle town. Look, yeah, I I don't think there's too much more we can take out of it. It's 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 next year, and this as we said, there's some encouraging signs with a bunch of their kids. But you know, if if I'm you know working in the the coaching department of the dogs. I'll, I'll be playing your Englishes and people like that, and and just get their their you know games into their kids and and keep pursuing and finding out what piece works where because there's you know still a big chance that well Libra we're not going to see obviously till next year which will be great to have him back mm. round one but you know there's there's still you know yeah. Pickens a big chance to not play again ever so, ever so yeah. the, the reality is they they're, they're going to have to work out other options for yeah, a bunch of... they know that so we're not saying probably
1: anything they don't know but. No, but yeah, that's it. Work out your top twenty six players currently that are playing mm. and fit, and work around structure on what their abilities are, and, and 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 play to the strengths of what what's available. Because, I mean, McCray's Eastern was their class players anyway, so they'll fit into whatever game plan is being devised. But the kids need some type of vision and consistency of uh, style, mm. so. And I think Bevo, yeah, as you said, I think they're fully aware of that. And now they can just look at the rest of the year as a good 10 weeks, 12 weeks of to, preparation to see what for next works. year. Yeah. yeah, And then find out really who they should be targeting well, in the offseason.
0: That's exactly it. And I mean, they brought Trengrove in, you know, they brought Suckers in as well. That's the other thing too. Like, he's been missing for ages. So he, he'll be great to kind of, you know, keep, you know, building through into next year. Yeah. And hopefully, he, you know, he really adds a piece. But I don't know whether they're into a McGovern, as in... Um, W A McGovern, but mm. I, I think he he could be an excellent piece into their yeah. side if they could absolutely. And given they won a flag only a couple of years ago, there's a lot of people that are still there. So who knows? Who I, knows? But yeah, in terms of the dogs, probably not too much more to go into this game. Yeah. They because the reality is it's one of those games where, for vast majority of it, yes, they you know port. I thought were you know had a little bit of lack of maturity not to sort of you know come out in the second quarter and keep putting the foot on the throat but that's where Port are at I don't think Port are a top top elite side not yet they can just not yet exactly and not they're not at that stage yet where they can you know those elite teams just bury the bad teams you know you look at. Richmond against um Brisbane and they put them away every quarter at every minute until the end of the siren. So the the top teams will do that. And you know, look at Sydney against St Kilda, you know yeah. they they came out of the second quarter and kept going. And Horst was pissed off that, that they nearly won the second quarter that day. Anyway, he wasn't happy. No, so he's not happy. No. Well, that's the thing. Like you got to keep pushing. So anyway, but they were beaten pretty much in every facet of the game. So that yeah, they never looked likely at all. So there's no point really breaking down you know any of the specifics around you know different styles or zones or anything like that they were just murdered so uh, disposal efficiency 73 to 64 so you know clearly port in the lead there contested 162 to 143 uncontested 234 to 159 so again basically every major stat Uh, marks inside 50 18 to 8 so again you know not ideal tackles inside 50 16 to 7 inside 50 67 to 40 so like it's that's the thing. It's not, not even in the same, you know, ballpark. So, anyway, let's keep moving along. Um, as I said, you know, a lot more bigger picture stuff with that game. SCG, Friday night, Sydney and West Coast Eagles. Sydney, 72 to West Coast Eagles, 57. Sydney by 15 points. Good game.
1: Very good game. Clash of the Titans, as we, I think most people predicted this game oh, to be. this was a good game, yeah. Yep. Uh, it could have been a much bigger win to Sydney had Mr um, Al Franklin uh, had his radar on. Yeah. But I mean that's pressure from West Coast and That's what uh, good defenders do and well, all that type of yeah, stuff. So that's what good defenders do. <clears throat> yeah. So um I thought players like Yo were outstanding. Um, he was fantastic. Um, yeah. Shuey was pretty good. I'll oh, make gaffe uh, hasn't done his chances of a really big contract, no extension we, we or else. Every, every week, well, yeah. yeah, he just, uh, but he's in an era where the classic traditional wingman is almost put out of the game. He is still, oh, he's brought it back, back, and he's doing really well. Uh, yeah, look, Sydney just were that. better on the night. I don't think West Coast played very bad at any stage. No. There was a couple of maybe under-pressure mistakes in the third quarter, in particular, where Sydney in the third quarter really should have had a six. Five or six goals. foot down lead, a bit yeah. more. Yeah, they just couldn't do it on the scoreboard. Which again, that's um, credit to that West Coast. To most, yeah, yeah, and West Coast pressure um, in the back half. So yeah, I liked it. It was a really good game. It was a real sort of arm wrestle game.
0: I mean, you know, it might not have been the most aesthetically pleasing game to watch for some people that are you know fans of really high offensive games, but I, I really liked it. I mean, you know. Again, scoring not massively high, seventy-two to fifty-seven, but I still really enjoyed it. I agree with you there. I mean, Yo was outstanding. He he's just an absolute freak. You know, wouldn't um, Brisbane have loved to have kept him? Um, Kennedy, two goals, one. You know, he he struggled. I thought three sections of the night. Yeah, probably one of the worst games I've seen him play. But again, he's such a good player. His ceiling's very high. They missed Darling. That's the you know very obvious thing. I mean, I thought as well, Sydney's kids were just a little bit better than West Coast kids as well. I thought, you know, the Eagles missed a brass as well. You know, he was an out, which was weird how we kind of predicted that. I don't know how we got onto that, but it did seem like that. I I know what you mean by Shuey. He did some good things through the game, but to me, he did look just not quite ready, but... I mean, look. Next week, I think he'll be really good, and he'll be, you know, very, very on. But he not not bad. It just sounds harsh, but yeah. he just looked a little bit off. Just just a little bit. Like he just sort of looked five ten percent similar to Hanbury. They both, the two of them, just looked a little bit off. Yeah, Even Han- more so, Hanbury. Hanbury I, I, still yeah. concerns
1: me. I, I don't know whether it's well, because we, said, don't we have, spoke about it weeks ago. Yeah, and we- I don't know why they're still playing, whether they think it's just what he needs is conditioning, so he's just got to play games Well, we out, thought is, that, and after watching this game, I'm not sure that's the case. Yeah, it's like he's, he's lost a bit of his pace. It doesn't look like he's got the fitness base either. He doesn't seem to be able to... I mean, he's a running machine. That's what he's known for as well as his tackling, um, yeah. um, among other things. He just doesn't look like he's got the engine at the moment to be able to really run out a whole game through the midfield. So I'd I'd be concerned if if I was a Sydney supporter and knowing that he's so important to their structure.
0: Yeah. Interestingly with Hanabry, while we're on him, um, so last week, so this is the thing, so Hanabry's stats line, 24 disposals, 3 kicks, 21 handballs. Now, if you run through the Swans' lines, and if you sort of think a bit about the Swans' game plan, that's unusual to have that many handballs. The rumour with him is that he has a groin injury, and that's why his kicking efficiency he feels is way down. So, he's just not confident in it. He's yeah, yeah. just trying to pace it out and then handball it up. And if you look at last week's game, his handballs are down and yeah. kick is up. Oh, okay. So, I, look, it's a, I noticed that as well when I was watching the game um, and I was just looking at the stats a little bit through it. I thought, wow, that's that's a little bit there. But, um, yeah, look, it's 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 interesting, isn't it? Like, w- what is the story with him? And, and we you know, we're just not going to know. <laughs> It, it's a it's a situation of as you say it, it does we both said that it, it seems like he just needs some some games to build but, but yeah anyway it it, it it if it keeps happening uh, it does seem to be to their detriment so I, I think they're going to need to work out another solution and given how good their kids are I mean yeah, they, they, it's they, not like they're lacking they for won, exactly they won without McVeigh without really any issues at all I mean. Mm. That's the thing. You've got a lot of quality players like your Lloyds that oh, just mate. come in and, and step up. i so talk
1: about it, he's my heat checker. He's your heat checker? Yeah, Someone he was brilliant. Tell us about Joe Lloyd. He so was great. He's been, he's been super consistent all year. He He's probably on the, if you were looking at All-Australia, he'd be in that 40 or so that they, they select to yeah. narrow down. He's been, uh, has not missed a spoken beat. about him too much. A little, no, little bit. A little, little bit. bit. I mean, you look at this game though, the runoff halfback, um, his ability to hit up, Uh, Targets. He's so clean with the ball as well, and he provides a lot of extra um, dash. I guess like what Jeddah was for them years ago before he went to West Coast. Yeah. Uh, He just the thing with Jake Lloyd is his um, first instinct is to defend, and and then use his attacking flair uh, once he gets the ball. So he had a really good night with twenty eight to. Bozels, yeah. Uh, at 92% efficiency so um, yeah I thought he was it's a good night a very good night you uh, know in a, in a team uh, with players like Kennedy. I know Henry's not um, up to scratch at the moment no. but, but Kennedy and uh, Heaney and all these other big names he, he, uh, he just goes about his business and doing all the, the small stuff. So he had 10 rebound 50s, which um, if you run off the halfback, uh, your coach is going to be super happy if you did that week in, week out. That's the
0: thing. And he, he basically came in and played that McVeigh role really, yeah. really well. And I know a few of them kind of switched in and out. Like Aaliyah did a little bit of as, as well. But generally speaking, I thought he covered that off really well. So we'll keep going with Sydney. Obviously, they won mm. the game. Look, you know, great night. I mean, McCartan looks like a player, which is really encouraging. They just keep finding these people out of out of the blue. You were just talking about Jeddah before. I, Right now, I mean, so when West Coast and Sydney, speaking of, did the trade, so they traded Lewis Jetta from Sydney to West Coast and then got back Callum Sinclair, and I think they got a very late pick as well. Right now, that looks like a win. So yeah. you'd take and and Sydney looks stupid for, for dealing it for, for Callum time, Sinclair, who'd had, who'd had a terrible grand final against Hawthorne. Yeah. And then now, look at him now. Look at him now, so, yeah. So, I mean, he he's one of the better ruckmen in the game. That's that's just the reality now, and he hits the scoreboard as well. yeah.
1: That's exactly right. He's a running ruck mm.
0: So But yeah Look in, in terms of Sydney You know Kennedy I thought was better as well He looks like he's building Throughout the season um, You know I thought Oli's game was great I was yep. really impressed with him as Love well. his new haircut too Yeah he's got the, um, got, the got, got the Mohawk man. Which is which is good <laughs> Old mate Ollie Florent as well Was fantastic Grundy and his 250th, 250 yeah. Superstar He's one of our favourite players Oh I love he's We both here. love yep. that man um, Cunningham was fantastic I thought um, Ronk as well Was really good Look, they have, look, every every line you can you can find stars, and and a lot of them you, you're just learning their names. So it, it's just amazing yeah, how the, how they keep really doing this. Yeah, Smith as well. Like that's the thing; they've just got a, a bunch of really really solid kids, and it's just a really nice mix. They've got some middle aged players that are, that are quality that are still adding very much to the side they've got a couple of matures but not too much they've just got such a beautifully balanced list it, yeah. it does look like a list that could go on and win a premiership so it'll be really interesting to see how they go this year and the big challenge for them is winning away but they've been really good away this year so yeah, you know, it's, I
1: mean, it's still it's a good side. I will I think the whole Sydney not winning at the SCG from the start of the year is done. It was rough as shit. I think that was just, uh, just. We said to that. Though. Yeah, we weren't buying into it. It's still one of the hardest <clears throat> places to win a game of footy yeah. at the SCG, especially when the Swannies are up and about. They and are, one
0: of our listeners pointed out as well that Sydney had a lot of younger kids that just purely wouldn't have played that many games at the SCG. Yeah. So when you factor that in, like, yes, it's the side, but when you look at the the, the lineup, like, there's a bunch of people that like Ronk. He's played like what has he played under Four. under maybe three of all games there basically no games so that's the thing like it's just going to take time but um, Rampy as well he's oh. just a joke like he's so good um, yeah every line Papley I thought was a bit better as well you know I liked Hayward's game too yeah it, even Rowan I thought was impressive as well
1: yeah, yeah. They, they, they've got they've got they've got everything they, to have a, a really good crack this year yeah and, this uh, year I think
0: they look about as good as they've looked since Buddy got there I'll, I'll be honest yeah, I reckon this great. is about as good as Sydney's looked and if they don't win a, a premiership out of, out of this group, it, uh, you, you have to start arguing. It is a bit disappointing, especially with... Three. Oh, they have
1: to get a flag in the next year or two. Oh, I've always felt if, it. I before um, your yeah, Kieran Jacks and your McVeigh's retire, I think. Well, McVeigh's we a bit older, but I know what you mean, yeah. If they go, then without a, a, any premiership since 2012, then yeah. It's a disappointing to say the least. To get a player of Buddy's ilk as well,
0: and, and he'd know that from a personal sense. He missed out on two flags at Hawthorne to lose one to Hawthorne and then to lose another one against the Dogs, which yeah. is a bit of a surprise. Um, it'd really suck
1: to lose another one if he um, got yeah. that far, but anyway. but, but this, this could have been a very good look into September. I, I wouldn't be so. surprised if those two teams meet again. Meet again. And
0: yeah. we said that before the game, and after watching it, I thought, I, I hope, Mm. To see a prelim or something like that between these two. Be It'd be really exciting, yeah. So but um probably not again, I don't think a heat more to say you know, Heaney, great again You know, he, he just adds so much to their group And he's just such a versatile player he's, His quality in the mid, his quality wherever you need him across
1: the ground he's... Yeah, he's strong through the core he's, he's got such a good set of hands above his head For such a short guy um, He's one of the better above the head markers For someone in his height, I reckon in the yeah. game. And he just, yeah, he just reads the belt But plays so well he, he, uh, Again, they find him playing rugby And they go, mate, you should play AFL that's it <laughs> I think um,
0: a couple of things with Sydney I mean I thought that they a couple of times were a little bit too conscious it's funny like it's so funny they get cr- damned if you do damned if you don't so they were, I, I thought they, and I don't want to be too critical but I think at a couple of times Buddy was actually a good option and then they thought, no, nah, we don't want to be too buddy-centric. We'll go the other way. And they kicked to a worse option. Yeah. And then a bunch of times they thought, oh, we better go to buddy. And it was a worse option. He's on, he's <laughs> on. So, but that's the thing. It was, it's so hard to read. And it's yeah. it's also as well, like McGovern's such a good defender. Like, you know, he might not have much... Like, from, from their... They're on the ground. So from their perspective, you'd be thinking, oh, yeah. You know, he's got a real... Buddy's got a real chance at this. And then, you know chips it in let's say a florin or someone like that chips it in and then you know you think oh yeah, there's no way McGovern's going to catch He's up with and, then, and, then, and then he gets a fist exactly yeah. so that's the thing like it's I don't want to be too too sort of critical on that. I think they got the balance relatively good, but he you yeah, know and how you should kick, really have kicked. It. How do you guys
1: going to say? How do you kick yeah, five two? Then, exactly, it sounds, yeah. then it sounds like they played a perfect game of footy. So hundred
0: yeah. percent. So it's yeah. I think there's probably not too much more to take out of this from a Sydney perspective. All the things that we've already said. They look like an amazing side, and they're ready. They're ready to yeah. make a push. I think that's very very clear and. You know, I wouldn't want to be playing Sydney at the
1: SCG in a final. That, that definitely not. Be. No, and I, I think we'll see Sydney win most of their games now in that sort of twenty to thirty point bracket consistently. Yeah. I think they feel very comfortable with their <laughs> game plan, and with that added youth that they've put in this year and last year, they all know each other's role very very well, and that's I mean that's always been a strong point of um, Long Island teams. Yeah, he so gets. Them up and going pretty quickly, except for obviously last year there was, there was multiple facets to the reasons why they were zero and six at the start of the year. But as soon as they got their plays back on the part, well, we know what happened. They basically just missed out on another grand final. Experience. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so,
0: but I think as well, like there's there's a few things with Sydney, I mean, like tactically, they're a really good side as well. Like they they clearly can relay and, and you know build from the instructions that they're given because they they've played a lot of different teams now. And, you know, teams that play a lot of different styles and they've dealt with it really well. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. They, they absorbed a lot of the West Coast pressure because West Coast played really well. I think they absorbed it really well and, you know, they spread the ground quite well. It's it's interesting at the SCG, but they, they use the ground really well to create space and, and open, you know, just get the fat side a little bit wider to create a bit more space and... They've just got a really, really nice spread. You know, yeah. they, they just look great when they're out, up and down. And them.
1: not having Mitchell there hasn't really affected them.
0: Well, I actually wrote that in my notes. I actually wrote um, no Mitchells, actually. So really, Mitchell out hasn't crazily hurt them too much. No, not really. Yeah, I, mean, I wrote that in my notes he, as well. He would just add more to the, what they've already got. That's but, exactly it. But, I mean, yeah, uh, I, doing it without psychotically, him, so. it seems like they don't really need him. But, um, nah. anyway, I, I think one thing to take out of this game as well, I think teams are going to be paying attention to how Sydney have beaten the Eagles twice. So, that's the thing, to be fair. They've beaten them twice now, both over there and at home. Mm. So, I think a lot of teams are going to be given, you know, the teams that are, that are challenging from, you know, Collingwoods or Richmonds yeah. or whatever, will so. be, we'll be watching these games to see some of the tactics. I mean, I don't think there's... I mean, I, to me, I don't see any kind of very obvious tactics. I think they play very man-on-man man with them, which works. I think they they spread them really well. I think West Coast, a few times, though, have taken the bait a little bit too much. Like, I think I've noticed in those two games, Sydney have, you know, they've, they've played in a style where they've peeled a. Few, they've tried to peel a few defenders out and just created a bit more space for their forwards. And a couple of times, the West Coast players have taken the bait. Little tactics like that. Mm. To me, you know, minor blocks as well. That you know, that they. are the
1: best they, blockers in the comp. Aren't they? Best blockers so, in the comp.
0: Exa- well, they actually just, according to Champion data, they are. So that's the thing. Obviously, they they use that very well against West Coast. Um, and you know, they they block Kennedy out of a stack of um, opportunities. So that's the thing. Like, I don't think any of their tactics are too bizarre, but. They, they obviously have a very good understanding of, of their team, but, look, yeah, it would be fantastic
1: to see these these two in a final, yeah, as you said. Yeah, but I think a lot of teams, as you mentioned right at the start there, is they'll, if they play West Coast coming up, there will be more man so they'll see if they can go man-to-man with them and just make every West Coast player accountable. Just pressure, pressure, yeah, constant. Yeah, because if you're playing zone-type defence and whatnot and setting up your structures like that, West Coast are so quick by... They'll run through yeah, it. Yeah, not only leg speed, but their foot, like, foot speed, yeah and and also and that's what disposes. Richmond did wrong.
0: So if you compare so as an example, I was thinking about this yesterday, if you compare Richmond's game against West Coast versus Sydney's game, I felt watching it on the naked eye, I don't have the data to back it up, but it certainly looks like and if you look at the pressure counter, that Sydney's pressure was significantly higher up than Richmond's in yeah. that game. So, champion data measure pressure and they it's it's filled with like a whole bunch of different numbers, so like tackling and a whole a whole mm. bunch of different factors. Um, and th- that's the way to play west coast you've got to have extremely high pressure and I think you know man on man and I think force them to handball and hopefully create turnovers because that's the thing at the at the moment the the number one way you can score at the moment in in the game is turnovers, turnovers. whether you like yeah. it or not uh, it, it's not very aesthetically pleasing, but it, it is what it is. And, you know, uh, just try to create an error. And I, I think it's it's the only real way to do it. And, and the, the style and the way that Sydney block West Coast is working. Yeah. Clearly, because they've done, they've done they've it done twice. twice. That's the thing. You can't dispute it now. They've done it there and here. Yeah. Uh, well In Sydney as well. So, anyway, we'll keep moving into West Coast. I mean, yeah. Look, it was not like they had a bad game. I thought Yo had one of the better games of a player I've seen this year, yeah, He was uh, hands down.
1: He was hands down, probably the best player on the ground. Well, two goals, won, 29 disposals, eight tackles. Yeah, and he was everywhere. And he almost, everywhere. Five Almost months. got West Coast up and in the lead in the... I think it was the early part of the four. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, just seemed to be everywhere, touching everything. So, no, he was a joke. He's really yeah. turned into a, a top flight mid now of the comp.
0: Yeah, and that's it. And that's why it was so average when he left Brisbane, because there was a lot of people in industry that really felt that he was a, you know, a real serious player that he could mm. develop into someone that, that could really play. So that that's not ideal for them, but look great great for West Coast. Um yeah, look they they the obvious thing about it is that they, they missed another target and if they've got Darling jeez, I think it does flip this game either oh, the sure. other way or it gets it very, very close. Because they only lost by 14 points and Darling's already shown this year that he's very
1: capable of... Which know, just means a Grundy well, sure. or a Learley or one of the other big key defenders another thing has, to worry about. has to man up on Darling and they can't just uh, roll off a Kennedy and, and do a lot of intercept. It's, it's too dangerous yeah. to that. So, yeah, we interesting to uh, come later in the year when Darling back. He's still about yeah. a month away, isn't he?
0: Oh, yeah, he's still, I reckon, he's longer. bare minimum two to three weeks, but yeah. he's easily going to be back by finals. But that's the thing. So, you know, their forward line normally would be Lacrae, Darling, Kennedy, Yeah, which is and very good, were. but it, the lineup was Lacrae, Lysette, Kennedy unless so, yeah, is, is good, good a, but he's no yeah, darling. Exactly, yeah, and also doesn't have the speed as well. So there was a yeah. few few things that just didn't make it ideal. Rioli looked also a little bit undercooked as well, so he came back in, just didn't look, um, I don't think, up up to speed. Nah. Liam Ryan as well, so 12 disposals, 33% disposal efficiency, like he just couldn't deal with the pressure as well. I thought Cripps was, you know, serviceable. I thought, you know, there were some, some quality things about him. Gaff was fantastic. Um, you know Reden was, good, was good as well, yeah. Shepard I thought, you know, he was okay. Like that's the thing, like they they weren't they weren't exactly bad. I thought there was some good signs from Duggan as well. You know, Hearn was amazing as well. I thought yeah. Hearn was... He's so underrated. We, we talk about him a lot. Ridiculous. So. Well, he's and, like your Grundy as well. Oh, yeah, Those for sure. Two super underrated. And
1: and had they been playing basically anyone else in the comp, they would win. That's with, the thing. With the game they played. Even with... Sydney were that good. Exactly,
0: yeah. yeah. That's the thing. I think, you know, they, they would have beaten probably 13, 14 sides. Yeah. But, you know? But, yeah, anyway, that's... It is what it is, but look they they can afford to lose the game and and they'll be back and you know they're they're very firmly entrenched into this season. But yeah, look without Darling the reality is they're going to beat most teams. So you know you look ahead; they've got West. Um, sorry, they go to Essendon. They're in the West um, next week, and I think they can absolutely beat Essendon even with Darling out. Yeah, and then they've got Adelaide. Then they've got Adelaide, which is a very again a very winnable game given where Adelaide are at. And then then a, then a really cracking game against the, the, Giants, the Giants, especially so, if the Giants get some. Well, I think he'll players. be back for that game. So I think the Giants game. I think that's the one they're they're you yeah. know marking to be a, a return for him, but. um... Yeah, look, it's it's interesting at the moment. I, I think a the, the lot of this game was these two teams feeling each other out as well and kind of working out what the you know potential deficiencies are going to be. And I think Longmire rolled the dice really well into thinking that your Liam Ryans and Riolis might be a little undercooked and, and not and able not, to compete in his style not, of game.
1: Yeah, and probably nervous with the type of pressure Ooh. that comes with big games interstate against a big club. Also... I honestly think that West Coast look at this game and go, okay, this is a good loss for us because, as you said, they can look at where their deficiencies are and structure a plan C or a plan D mm. to go with if they find themselves in this situation again, especially if they don't have Darling or if Kennedy goes down. So, that Yeah, like, yeah. Obviously, no no team's happy with a loss, but they probably gain so much information about where they can improve from this game that they'd be probably become a stronger team for the rest of the year.
0: But even things like, and you can kind of look at it as a shack attack type scenario, so even, you know, Sydney would structure up in defence, so what they would do is they would create a difficult scenario for Kennedy, ball would go to ground, so even if a Liam Ryan gets it, so he kicked one goal too, mm. Even if he gets it, he's at the moment in that sort of a game. He's going to take him time to come back. He just wasn't wasn't there. there. So that's the thing. You're better off if in those types of scenarios, obviously you know gaining possession. But if, if a really quality inside fifty comes in, just create a really difficult situation and, and force them to isolate a player that's not capable Cable of picking a goal. goal yeah, that's the thing. It's ba- and then creating the, the you know the poor free throw, and then therefore cool. you get the ball back. So that's the thing. It's. Uh, they they were clever with their tactics and they, and they played it well and you know they kind of forced them to isolate players that just weren't up to it. But the big challenge for. Most of the AFL at the back end of the year is that there's going to be a darling in there as well, and you don't want Kennedy darling. That's the big thing about why this club has won that many games and they look really dangerous. Yeah, is you don't want the crack, Kennedy or darling to get the ball. No. and the, the thing about you look at Carlton. Who gives a shit? Who gets the ball? That's the thing. Like, I, I don't mean to be rude, but it's just the reality. But when you look at the top sides, that, that when, you, when it comes to a lot of these, you know, more you know, kind of deep dive type structures like that. They're, think, they're 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 a hundred percent planning for this. This that's not a that's not a coincidence. Oh, definitely, not. absolutely no way. They would have practiced that during the week for sure.
1: Oh, definitely, and it works. Yeah. yeah,
0: and they, and you know they 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 push the block as far as they can without being penalized. And why wouldn't you? I mean, if you can get away with it.
1: Yep. Yeah. absolutely. No, they both both teams are in. both it. teams look great, yeah. and that,
0: and that's what came out of this game. I thought as well. You know, that both teams look, look pretty good, and and yeah, I wouldn't worry if I'm if I'm West Coast. So that you know next week, you know, back Thursday night. At home as well. So, yeah, look, they're, they're looking really good. And, and as we said, they'll, they'll get some quality back in as well. And Liam Ryan, he, he'll be back for sure. So, that's the thing. I've written in my notes a couple of times. He just looked a little bit off. He and He just looked slightly off the pace. But give him another couple of weeks and they'll, they'll look really be good. good yeah. That's the thing. So, next game, which was a horrific game. Um, oh. Now, firstly, it's mild apologies when we said we would tip Catten. Uh, so Blues yeah. and Frio, Carlton forty-six to one hundred and three. Fremantle beat Carlton in the end by fifty-seven points. We did. We did say though, at that stage of the week when we were recording, as we normally do on the Monday night, that if. If Hill, Fife, and because we didn't know the teams and Sandlance would come in, we very changed the tip, yeah. yeah. And then on top of it, I forgot to mention, I, actually, I had it written down in the notes, I went back and had a look, but it's Fife's, uh, what well, it was Fife's 150. 50, yeah. So that's the other factor as well. Like, I know milestone games don't mean everything, but I think that's probably a probably a big one.
1: Yeah, I would have thought that's a fair big one. So And yeah, well, look, mm. we've already probably gone over Carlton and their inability to play football many times this year.
0: Well, so they didn't kick a goal until the third quarter. So the score at quarter time, so I'm sure you probably all know this by now, but end of quarter time, zero goals 4 to 6 3 end of um, so end of the half 7 points to 12 5. So on top of it three mana were fairly accurate. Um, and then frame. I just thought, I'll oh, put this out of their misery. And then so three seven to fourteen ten, and then six ten to fifteen thirteen. So it's yeah, it was a, it was a sickening game and. I mean, so if you didn't see this, you should look up the footage. Carlton uh, fans at halftime booed them basically off the ground. Like I know they had to leave the ground anyway, but they, they booed them. Uh, interestingly as well, there was no Oz kick at halftime, so I guess they already saw an Oz kick match yeah. for the first half. There's no point getting the kids out and subjecting them to that. So. No, no, not at all. No, so give them a couple of dollars to not, not bother going out there. Take that to the milk bar. It's a horrific game. I mean, at one point it was 77-7, which is outrageous. Uh, yeah, look, I, I don't think we thought the Blues had further south to go before going north.
1: No, I mean, if Fremantle were sitting third on the ladder, oh yeah, fair sit enough. there and go, yeah, they have probably didn't an them. They're only about three or four positions above them on the ladder with only two more wins or something to that effect. This should have not never been a blown out, let alone but a couple yeah, more. But I know what you
0: mean, but. Fremantle are six six wins to Carlton's one. They still only won the yeah. one game, but I know I know what you mean. In that Carlton are a bottom side, but Fremantle are clearly well, a middle rung side. They're not West Coast, or you know, they're not Richmond or a Sydney yeah. or someone like that. And I wrote them off
1: two weeks ago, but clearly, so well, let's start with Freo. Yeah, yeah, let's so, start with Frio. because like obviously, played, yeah, obviously played extremely good footy against the woeful teams and five and Neil.
0: Yeah, five Neil. Show so yeah, Neil three goals. 33 disposals, 4 tackles, you know, great... Um, five in his 150, 1, 30 disposals again, bunch of tackles. You know, yeah, Matera is to. They both went at close to 90% efficiency too, which yeah. is ridiculous. Well, they didn't have. so No defenders on it, Well, Neil had the Dylan Shield shield through this game, so he couldn't be touched. Um, they were allergic to him throughout the game. Hmm. Ballantyne, you know, look, did what he had to do, whatever. You know, <laughs> such a busted game. Mundy, um, yeah, look, they, they've got some really quality kids and. Adam Chira, I, I again was really impressed with. I actually had him in the notes last week, but We just ran out of time. But he, you know, he's he's fantastic. He he looks like he's a bit of a sneaky to win the um, Rising Star. He looks he looks great if they keep winning. Um, Cox, you know, didn't quite do the the four goals that he did last week, but you know, he was still serviceable. You know, was a, the the good encouraging thing about Fremantle. You know, a few weeks back we were a bit stressed about how little spread of goal scorers Fremantle yeah. had, but they had over ten, so that that was really encouraging to see. But obviously. You know, it's the sort of game where Scarlett could <laughs> be kicking goals. Like it's, it's not a.
1: Yeah, exactly know, right. This was against um, training drill, so yeah, that's exactly right. They could have just lined players up to kick extra goals if they needed to. They basically did it a couple of times. Mm. So
0: Mundy was, you know, fine, but yeah, it's really hard to kind of get a read on how good Fremantle are after this game because Carlton were a sickening, and they could smell it early. Within two or three minutes, you could see the Fremantle guys were. Yeah, I think think they were they were pretty. It was pretty clear very early to everyone in that stadium, yeah, that Carlton were cooked and that this this was a very serious
1: uh, chance they, of getting some percentage And Carlton. All of a sudden, they've got to, There's got to be just as much pressure on Brendan Bolton as there is with uh, Richardson at St Kilda. Well, and Stu- well, no, not Stuart due because it's this year, but it's going to have all different types of pressure come the end of the year and next year as and well. If, year, he, yeah. if
0: they lose um, a bunch of players too, but he looks, yeah, he looks in all sorts, doesn't he? I mean. <laughs> The messaging is clearly not getting through. The effort's just not there.
1: Yeah, he needs to They play. don't look
0: like they want to play football. It's like the Gold Coast as well. I mean, they were better in the first sort of half-ish, but that's another
1: story yeah, we'll get on to. Yeah, that. Um, yeah, they're just mm. cutting, eh?
0: Mark Murphy, I mean, you, you, is he gone? I wouldn't stay. Gone. You, you'd think so. He, I mean,
1: yeah, anyway.
0: Yeah. Keep going with Frio. Frio, um, is there
1: like, I mean, was it? How much more do we talk? I mean,
0: yeah, I don't think it's hard because I don't think Fremantle are 20s. going to be a major player in this season. I mean, I think one thing that came out of it is there could be a Brownlow uh, embarrassing moment coming because Five again oh, was yeah, really good. So if they keep winning games and win it, you know, kind of win ten to twelve games. When Nablat won it, you know at the Gold Coast without making finals. You never know, mate. Maybe he could do it as well. So, but um, Blue's effort was sickening. There's, there's no real other way to look at it. I know we keep, you know, trying to go free and then we pivot back to Carlton, but. How can you not? I mean, that's the story out of this game. Like, they were disgraceful. That's that's just the reality. I mean, and there's just no effort. And there's no synergy between their sides, so... Yeah. You know what the scary thing is? They get no, to play God.
1: Carton at Optus in about six weeks' time. What, again? Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, they play each other again in round 21. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So yeah, Freo. Freo could almost sneak. sneak That's the into thing. Finals. They've mm. got. They've got a pretty easy run home. Fremantle are yeah. another
0: one that are a big chance because they they finished really low last year, so their
1: their run home is actually not that bad. Yeah, and a lot, still a lot of games at home to 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 come. So yeah, they could uh, they could be a sneaky, but you know, if you eight teams in a. Into the finals, so they've still got a little bit of groundwork to make up on.
0: There's going to be some good sides that don't make finals this year. Yeah, absolutely. I reckon... The other thing, too, is youth is no excuse. So I've written down in my notes as well, Dockers actually had less experience. They were Mm. younger. So don't tell me... No. They're really young and they've gone to the draft and blah, blah, blah. They have, but there was
1: a stack that are uh, brand new in this side, so... Yeah, Carlton seem to not know what the game plan is, who their teammates are. Well, it's yeah. Andrew
0: Brayshaw's first year, and how many he's played, like, what? He's played 13 games, and... He's been very good. Yeah. He's so, very, very, very anyway, it's, it's a it's a big concern. Freo, yeah. good side. They're going to be a quality mid or wrong side, but there's really nothing to take out of this game. You know, the stats don't really tell you a hell of a lot they they won every yeah. category so it's you know marks so inside 50 21 to 13 it's yeah there's yeah. nothing I there take my place. comments
1: back from a few weeks ago they're not as cooked as I thought they were they've turned it around and yeah
0: well we did, but to be fair to everyone really is that we who saw that Cox was going to turn around and be yeah, exactly. An actual quality player and, and I don't think we thought Brayshaw would show this much this early and you know, a lot of different factors. I, I, I you know, even Chera, I didn't see him kind of turning around and being anywhere near as quality. He's played twelve games I and mean, he looks like he's a he's a serious he's a, player. He looks oh, yeah. like he's AFL ready you know, if not, you know, basically this year, but certainly into next. So And Sandy looked looks fine, but he didn't really have to do much. Cruiser wasn't very good. So yeah, look it's yeah, not probably too much more we can take out of this game. I mean, Fremantle, uh, there's not really anything tactically worth talking about because they they they, they were running around witches' hats. It was like can't really dissect Do they... the training drill. I mean they they did it well, that's about the only thing you can really yeah. tick. Yeah. So they got out of it with no injuries, which is what you want, and no yeah, suspensions. They can build, build and, from here now. Yeah. That's it. That's and they'll you know they'll take a lot of confidence out of that game coming to Melbourne and belting Reading teams yep. down on a on a Victorian team on their on their home. Yeah, home there's shirt. still a
1: few more that they can do that to probably. Mm. So anyway, we'll keep moving. Yeah. But yeah,
0: look, dreadful old game that that you know I, no one
1: you know only a hardcore Fremantle supporter would have really enjoyed this game. Yeah. So and is it is it worth talking more about Carlton? We've sort of talked about Carlton. A few a bit as well and I think as the season goes we the crap out of them And how horrible they were. Horrible they are but I think yeah. we've done I mean I have done enough Carlton bashing for the year
0: Well no Not so much bashing <laughs> No but dis- we've dissected, dissected them it. A lot of times Week on week And the reality is that It's getting to this stage now in the season. We're getting into round fourteen, which means that with these low-ranked sides, them getting beat down on again and again and again, and Gold Coast and St Kilda's and people like that, we we just keep moving. I think. I mean, at the end of the year, we'll go through a lot. And if there's anything very specific that comes out, we can talk about it. But
1: the most alarming thing for for Carlton is is they don't not have the excuses like some of those other teams have got. Like you can't use, as you said. Youth as an excuse. Well, they've had nine they had nine first rounders playing. And this yeah, exactly. So they've got j- drop <laughs> And Murphy was out, there's ten. They've had a coach the same coach for a number of years now and key pillars for a number of years. They Who should, can coach? Yeah. So they should actually be probably four or five wins so far this year. At least.
0: Well, yeah, and, and the reality is it looks like they've gone.
1: Backwards, backwards. But yeah,
0: they're worse than last to year. To be fair, though, well, I look it's interesting, like, we're kind of talking against the narrative in a way because you, you hear a lot of people saying that that seemed to have some optimism about Carlton this year. We didn't, we both thought that they would take a step back before they take a step forward. Both of us had them very low on the ladder. No, I think I had forward. them at 17th or I had a bottom four, well, definitely four. I just don't remember the exact position. Yeah, so, that, same. that's that's no different to last year. So, that, that anyway, but. It's it's a a difficult situation with with Bolton and, and everything because it, it's it is you know saying he can coach he can I mean he obviously did very well at Hawthorne when, um, Clarko was gone for those five weeks but we haven't really seen him in, in the seat doing everything himself and obviously you know Hawthorne had a very good group around him he's got Ratton and a bunch of other guys yeah. so look they it look let's just hope that you know, Carlton I think haven't screwed up another rebuild because that would be that'd be really bad. Very bad. And, you know, not having Cripp's signature, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's the other thing too. Like he you know, he said during the week is he's it's his intention to stay, but that's all well and good, you can say that. But let's let's see the pen on paper. Um, and I don't know when he's going to do that. I, I wouldn't be doing it because, again, he... Well, he's a free agent at the end of next year, isn't he? He might lose 50, 60 games out of his career by continually playing at Carlton if they keep playing like this because he gets beaten down on so hard because, you know, I, was hearing, I heard Jimmy Bartell talk about this today. He was like, well, you just target Crips. He's the only one that can really beat you, so you beat down on him yep. and then you win. That's yep. basically it. It's such a simple tactic, so... He could lose, you know, a lot of his career by playing at a club that's not, A, not going to protect him, but then B, not have much talent around him. And, you know, look at Murphy now. He's been at this club for ages and he's really seen no success. So, I mean, he'd be looking at that and thinking, oh, I don't want to be that bloke at
1: 30 odd and think, hang on now. Is Thomas better at, at Collingwood or at Carlton? Pretty simple question. answer Ooh, that. Yeah. He's not half the player. I know mean, he's older, I get that. And he's had a lot of interest specifically. But yeah, it, but that's what happens. It's, no, no, yeah. It's, imagine how good Cruz would be in a quality team. They also, A lot of sports people would say, he'd good, be amazing, a, a good yeah. athlete playing in a lower division or a different. Lower team play at a lower level. They, yeah. So they can't become the best they I think, can. look, one thing I would say, I've heard a few people say that, oh,
0: well, you know, Carlton's injury list is, is not that bad. And you look at Adelaide's, it's way worse. Adelaide are just a better side. They just have a better list. And I yeah. think that the injuries that Carlton have at the moment hurt them because they are such an average and young side. So, you know, Murphy obviously hurts them a lot. Marchbank hurts them a lot. Doherty, obviously, all years has just been a terrible. That yeah. was just. All, when that happened, it was just. It felt that it was very on. When he was injured, I thought, before round one, I thought, yeah, this is. Yeah, that was, you can feel a, a Carlton the bottom a, of the ladder. Type. That was a
1: snowflake to start the avalanche. It
0: did feel like it, didn't it? Yeah. And then Kennedy as well. So. McCready, like they've got yeah. a, they actually have some, you know, quality well what we think is quality there and but you know, you want to see more from your Patty Dows and you know, that that's the thing. And and Casbot was was horrific. You know, there's no other yeah. way to look at it. He just he just can't play. He no. it, it seems like he cannot play at this level. So I don't know, I think you know, I heard Murphy saying that you know the the finish to the year is really important because they want to finish well and and you know attract free agents. The hell are they going to attract to the club playing like that? So they they want to start improving a lot. Otherwise, they're not going to get you know, any any manager that gets contacted from from is yeah. going to say no. I'm not. I'm not. Gonna pitch that to that's it, McGovern or whoever exactly.
1: There's a difference between losing and getting belted, like, if they lose this game by 10, 12, 20, even 20 points, but there's effort and they're scoring goals in each quarter. That's a whole kettle of fish. We can talk about them just being a less quality team than Fremantle because they don't have some key players playing, and Fife's a freak, and Neels a freak, and Sandlands is still a dominant ruckman, and all that type of stuff. But the narrative is they're uncompetitive. Yeah. Period. Except for Crips.
0: It seems to be the case, it's especially like at the moment. Touches. Yeah. Yeah, that's the well well
1: he was <laughs> pretty much the
0: only one that did much on the day. Yeah. I mean Cade Simpson tried, you know, that's the thing. He, he was good and I actually thought Dale Thomas was okay. But it's it's yeah, look they general like they were completely non competitive and they're gonna get and they have been beaten down by basically every side. So yeah. It's um and Geelong, you know, certainly could you know that, I know that Carlton were okay against them, but you know, it's not gonna not gonna happen. I don't think nah. too much from here, and they're only gonna get worse. Being at the moment in the back end of the year, being a young side, the, the fact that they've only got one win out of the first half of the year is really alarming.
1: Yeah, and then next up at home is Collingwood. So mm. I can't see them winning that. It certainly
0: shows a lot with AFLX Carlton. You know, did did quite well through the AFLX, and it just shows how little of a shit teams gave in AFLX. Yeah. Because these guys are you know beyond non-competitive at, at AFL level. So yeah. Anyway, it's a massive concern, but look, it's it's obviously to next year for them. I, you know, hopefully they can can get something and you know get Doherty and all these other pieces back and try yeah. to improve for 2019. But geez, it, it is hard to know what's going on. And I, I tell you what, I mean. You got to think that if they really don't win many more from here, maybe Bolton is in in trouble if they can get. But the problem is, I mean, who's on the market at the moment? I mean, there's Brett Ratton. There's a few. They're not likely people around to, they're there. They're not but, likely to go back and well, grab Ratton an Ratton can't coach. go back. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, there's it. That would look ridiculous. I mean, I, I, just, I just plucked his name out of nowhere. But he's someone that you, he here wants another go. Yeah. A Voss wants another go, but, he's but I can't not, see Voss
1: leaving. Why would he leave? Um, port at the moment. He,
0: I think he wants to see it through with this group, yeah. surely. That's the thing. Like Leppage
1: few... is, is the same... Yeah,
0: I, they they just need they. I, I know I get that they've gone to the draft and they they traded
1: Gibbs and they may even trade Murphy as well. I, mean, I get it, but it's the only thing. I mean, unless they throw a real spanner into the works and go really left of field and get an untried young assistant like a Sam Mitchell, that I don't think he'll want to take on a senior role because he's not probably ready for it. No, not not yet. So that's the
0: the problem. But they that's probably face. what they need.
1: They probably need to find someone successor, to a, a Collingwood mate, and get someone in there. And go Bolton. You've got three more years. Or two more years, and then we're going to and switch. And then it. this guy's coming in to, to take over. Who I think, knows? Yeah,
0: it's hard to know. I mean, I think we've seen the last couple of years with Collingwood improving and then Hardwick improving as well. That maybe you do give a coach a bit of time to kind of run it. And it's the same with yeah. Ross Freo Frio as well. Like, He's, you know They've committed to him And whether that's right or wrong yeah, we'll They've done it him. now They've spent the money So I think And never
1: Essendon will do the same With wusher
0: Yeah, well I think Unless that really goes south I And mean, the wishes An interesting one His family's um, Most of his family's Moved back to WA So I think There's a few personal things there That might end up Meaning that he does Exit that contract But who knows, who knows? So That's partial rumour anyway So Yeah Anyway, so look, yeah, great win by Freo. They were great on the night, really impressed. But yeah, obviously, there's there's not a lot to take out of a, a training drill. It's just more bigger picture stuff. And you know, we we we'd, we'd love to talk more and talk really glowingly about Carlton, but oh, we, yeah. we clearly can't Til
1: it, till they start showing some signs. And
0: that's the problem is there's not even effort. It's not it's it's, it's basic yeah. stuff. So. Next game, which was a batshit end. Metricon Stadium, Gold Coast Suns, St Kilda. St Kilda won by two points thanks to a Gresham goal at the end. 78-80. to 80. Wow. So didn't this game change? So the first half, every journo in town and all around Australia would have been riding Alan Richo. He's, under yeah, the, they, he's in the fireplace. He's, 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 he's cooked. He's, he's cooked.
1: Off. He's not coming back. He's staying up there. He's he,
0: staying there with... with um, all the Gold Coast people, he's going to, you know, sleep Just going to get a tent. A tent and just pitch it up. But yeah, then, by some miracle, because the Gold Coast are the worst finishers... In any sport I've pretty much ever seen They've kicked two points in four weeks Which is unbelievable So their fourth quarter four weeks ago 0-0 Three weeks ago 0-1 Two weeks ago 0-1 This one 0-0 So they're... they're they gave up six, They choked beyond belief Six
1: straight goals in the last quarter and a bit
0: Yeah, they were unbelievable Like to the point that it looked like If this was a round 23 match They'd get investigated for tanking Because it looked like they were thinking, hang on, we better get enough in, and then thought, hang on, shit, we're in front. And then thought, hang on, hang on, no, no, no we want that top draft pick, and then basically just went to bed. It, it it basically looked like they just didn't want to play again. It went back straight back to the garbage Gold Coast that we've seen throughout bits and pieces of this year, and
1: certainly in the last month it, and a half. You know what it reminds me of? The Brisbane Bears yeah. in their first years up at Carrara, which is basically Gold Coast. New reminds York, me of the Gold down. Coast Suns in their first year. Oh, jeez, yeah.
0: Them too. Unbelievable. So they they were...
1: Honestly, I'm lost for words for this club at the moment. I just don't know. I mean... Anyway, we'll start with St. Kilda, but
0: we could really dial out some ridiculous stats when it comes to Gold Coast, and I'm sure we will when we do get to them. Um, St. Kilda were terrible in the first half, so the first quarter, 4-2 to 3-2, 9-7 9-7 to 4-7 at half time and then 11-12 to 6-11. So it blew out to a 39-point lead and you thought, and as I said, everyone was riding all the bylines for Seal um, Adaricho, and then 11-12 to 11-14. So, they didn't score, as I said, in the last quarter, and you know since half time, you know, really didn't put up too much either. So, yeah, it, it is an incredible scenario. Um, you don't take a lot out of the St. Kilda win, because they were a joke, and the only reason they won it was that Gold Coast
1: went to bed. Yeah. Really? There's still just as many questions about St Kilda as there are about the Gold Coast because how can you give up how can you start a game like that against yeah. a, local a game you have to win as well? Well, yeah, your coach is basically going to get sacked. Yeah, and yeah, they won, and good on them for getting another four points. But you look at their efficiency. It's only you know. their second win. I mean, yeah. So like Jay Carlisle is he was, was a good. Star. He's yeah. their best player now. clearly because he doesn't. Clearly. When he got the ball, he does something with it. Yeah, that's um, good. Different. Billings obviously proved that he can play well can play at AFL level against Chef I think they teams.
0: may as well just leave Armitage in there I know you want to have play to, the kids but, but he adds polish and, and he was really good late as well so you still need you need four, somebody four, and he's only four, 30 He's yeah. not like he's 40 or something you like, still need 4 yeah.
1: or 5 senior players well, they've been around have. for a long time mm-hmm. just because yeah they if there's games on the line you want that experience around to actually dictate to the junior players yeah. um, what to do so they don't feel too much pressure and stuff like that so look yeah obviously on the scoreline uh, it was a close game but it was still the but, yeah it was still a busted ass cup
0: it was a busted ass cup as we predicted yeah. yeah so Gresham obviously that late goal 2-1 he, he was pretty good but uh, I thought was Seb Ross was a bit better we saw something from him but yeah look I, as you say and you summed it up well I think you know Look, Hunter Clark, which they just picked up in the draft, just gone, I think he was picked seven off the top of my head. He was really good. I really like Hunter Clark's game. Mm. Josh Battle, he looks like a player. Again, we've talked Battle up a bunch of times. I really like him. He uh, really looks like he can play, and that's great that they've picked up a couple of kids because their recruiting's been so poor and we just missed that news. I think it might have happened very late the night we were recording, I'm not sure. But um, St Kilda, I don't know if you know this, uh, St Kilda, well, he departed the club. Their recruiting manager has left. Yeah, I did so, see yeah. that. So, like, I, well, It, it was the day after seems, I saw it. Okay, so it yeah. seems like he was sacked, but that seems like a Mark Neal yeah. scenario where it was made redundant or whatever. Um, anyway, but they, the problem is that they, it's good that they've done that now um, because now what it means is they can bring, ideally, somebody in and then that person that comes in will have enough time to look at the draft, look at the you know, recruiting, reason. talk to player managers about you know Sloan and all... Because there's so much... That's the problem is at the moment there's... Well, it's a good thing and a bad thing is there's so many players up for trade at the moment yeah. and so many people haven't signed. And I know a lot of them are playing the long game to increase their value, but... A bunch of them are not going to sign.
1: No, a lot of them won't.
0: No, so out of the list, I would say we were talking about this before we started. So I mean, Sloane's gone. I, I think big yeah. chance. to And go. I think
1: next week, while there's another buyer, we might do a. We might do it. a little bit more about. People that. are
0: asking us about it, and we've we've had a couple of um of emails about it. Just with yeah. with me being sick and you being away, away. and then I it's was been away hard and, to structure it. Well, we just haven't had the time to record mm. a third one purely that on top of it, but. Um, I think we definitely do that uh, in the the near future because I think people are curious to sort of get our opinion on who's going to sign and and so
1: on and so forth. We might do a couple of predictions. But but. just a quick top line, like some of the key ones. We both think Sloan. Gone. gone, yeah. Leech Lynch is gone as well. Gone, yeah. And high chance. McGovern. I think. Gaff, I think Gaff
0: will stay. Yeah, I think Gaff will stay. I go. think McGovern. West Coast McGovern. I'm not. I don't. I don't know this. I, I saw that story about SA McGovern. I, look, I've I've heard that for like two years that he's unhappy. Yeah. I actually saw him in West Australia when I was over there in Perth at a pub. You know, kind of mucking around. The SA um, McGovern mm. mucking around with his friends, and he was with his brother there as well. And I remember thinking, I wonder if he's come over here to have a meeting with the uh, oh, the Eagles off, it was, yeah. during the off-season. I thought that would be interesting. Well, it's interesting. Um, maybe he goes over there.
1: Well, Frio might throw a fair Exa- way so at both, both of Why them. Why not? And get both of them together. And they've got the cap room as yeah. well. So, so
0: anyway, look, there's. we'll, we'll go through that further into depth. Mm. But anyway, just back to this game. But yeah, I think it's good they got rid of the recruiting guy, to be fair. Now, because you know now that person, whoever comes into the role, has got a legitimate chance to have time to talk to player managers and... You know, try to get a, a top player. Because they, yep. they need a star bad. They need someone that they can market and someone that they can sell memberships with. Because if you get a Sloan, you can make him captain. That that would sell memberships. It would sell hope and at least give some some hope. You might not be able to get, you know... Look, it would be great if they were already get to get a Lynch or somebody like that as well. But it looks like Lynch wants to go to a big, big club. And it sounds like Richmond's in in the the front. And Melbourne's the other one, isn't it? And then Melbourne's close, but then I think Hawthorne are very much in the the big challenge for Hawthorne apparently is um, cap and I don't and in terms of what um, Gold Coast want, it sounds like um, there's a bit of friction post the O'Meara deal, that's what I've heard. So I don't know if that's true, but the rumour is that they're, they're probably not as keen to deal with Hawthorne so no, it might be, a definitely bit, not. might be a bit harder to get the deal done but apparently Clarko was up in Queensland but recently Clarko, anyway. never, so.
1: Clarko never go way back and just mm. so that
0: that, uh, that, that that adds another dynamic but I think Collingwood are also very much in the frame because yeah. it. it so at least they've got some it sounds currency like, to give Correct. Back to them they got yeah. stuff to give back but then also it sounds like Moore's gone which would yeah. mean a great really fit
1: Hawthorne just want to take they don't want to give anything back
0: but the more, yeah that's Hawthorne <laughs> but the more gone as in Darcy Moore is yeah. any, that, that to me Completely reeks of Lynch, Tom Lynch going. Yeah, absolutely. because if if Moore's thinking about leaving, gee, I wonder why. But because mm. clearly there's there's some Lots sort of talks. internal talks that that he's not going to have a position. So. Anyway, we'll try to go back to this basket game. We'll go game. back to the yeah. Um, yeah, look, look, good on St Kilda, but yeah. they, they pounced on an opportunity which was there because the Gold Coast are horrible.
1: And hopefully McCartan and Membry can build some confidence off this game. He was game. good. Membry's late goal was good. Yeah, so, so at least they know that they can kick goals. And again, from here, if you're a St Kilda supporter and an AFL supporter... <laughs> You just want St. Kilda now to be able to bring some pressure and <coughs> skill to yeah. the game and mm-hmm. just make it competitive. We know they're not going to win too many, but if there's some effort there, at least it makes for good viewer. Yeah, um, It means the supporters will want to, Something to see. go back. You just want effort. That's effort. all you yeah. want. I was
0: sitting with my wife watching the um, Richmond-Geelong uh, game, and I was just saying, like, it, all you want is effort. Like, I, I saw Richmond through so many years just being so rubbish for so long. And the worst sections of it were when we just didn't show any effort. And that's yeah. the worst part. Like, even if we lose, I just want to see us try. Just try. Yeah. That's all you want. And then when you, when you see a goal case finish, what's that going to do for the, for the kids the few kids that they have up there that are coming to these games they've got 10,000 to the game which i actually thought it's not actually that bad that's pretty good i thought yeah. it was going to be worse than that but 10 we were joking there'd be five like five six people there but 10,000 is actually not that bad but that does not do anything for for membership so obviously i, I can with gold coast i can factor in that yes they had to do you know 49,000 kilometers, as you, you keep hearing What's their crazy um, CEO that you see all over the, the radio? I constantly forget his name. He's just so relevant. But that guy um, up at the Gold Coast, you know, because the, there's Evans and then the, yeah, the uh, other AFL, the nutter guy. No, okay. he's not with the AFL. He's, he was. They hate him. Well, apparently they don't like him. But this is no. that's another story. But. Anyway, so the point is, though, I think... I get it. They had all that travel and the Commonwealth Games clearly didn't help that club at all. Clearly. And they had to sell home games and throw them in the bin and all that sort of stuff. I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. And the young side, that doesn't help. But at the same time, this is pretty sickening stuff. Yeah. But to give up... Two points in four weeks is about the most glaring thing out of this. That's horrible.
1: Horrible. And
0: I saw today someone on Twitter did the versus the other side. It was like, versus all the teams they played in that fourth quarter, it was like two points to like 200 and something. Like, it was something (laughs) unbelievable. Because it had a couple of beltings in there as well. Like, St Kilda only just got over the line by, well, they made up that 30, well, that 40, well, 41 points because they were 39 down, they won by two. But, yeah, (laughs) pretty pretty alarming stuff. Very alarming. But, yeah, yeah, look. Quality kids. I actually do like the look of a bunch of their real kid kids at, at St Kilda. You know, your Hunter Clark's and your Battles and people like that. They actually look like they can play. That's encouraging. And as you say, hopefully your memories and people like that, you know, can can, can, can remember the, yeah. how to how to kick a couple of couple of memories. Yeah, a couple of memories. Couple yeah. of memories. Because yeah, yeah. But look, Tom Lynch. It, it, it's it's bizarre in terms of talking about this game because it it feels like a, it, trying to dissect a Westfield episode like it really is you, you think you get it and then you're like hang on a second because so Gold coast were actually they were they actually were okay up to three quarter time it's probably the best I've seen them play in a, in a while mm. like they actually weren't that bad like Lions was good you know Swallow was okay like they actually weren't that bad but then as we've said a few times they just went to sleep. You know, Lynch was better. He's clearly playing under duress, but he was better. Three goals one At least he hit the scoreboard, did something. But maybe his manager rang him up and said, mate, probably can't be seen, you know, turning away from the ball and stuff like that. Sorry, mate. We're Um, still trying to build that contract up. I was going to say,
1: none of these clubs are talking to me at the moment. They said, why do we we want someone who turns their back on games? Well, that's the thing. You
0: haven't signed the deal yet. So even though you might have word of mouth said it. uh, That's the
1: thing. He still has to prove that... He's mentally good at AFL level because I've never, I haven't seen anything from him on the field.
0: Not this year, certainly not this year. I mean, he's made all Australian. He, he, he's kicked, you know, he's kicked a, a big bags and stuff. He, he has been good. One year. Yeah, one year, and that's exactly it. I, I don't disagree, with yeah, you, but he is. But to be fair though, he is a young player, and he's playing in such a horrific club. He's twenty five. Yeah,
1: to I me, mean. so he's got to prove himself. Still. I don't disagree. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, like I think he'd be like, able to do that. Be like what? Well, Jake Stringer is starting to prove himself again at
0: Essendon. But you compare it as well. Look, he's a fair a fair comparison. And he's younger than him as well. Yeah. Look, at, look at Cripps at Carlton. Carlton are horrific. Yeah. And Cripps has basically been amazing every week. Yeah. You'd yeah. almost go to the football to at least just see him. And that's the thing where he's Lynch... But to be fair, on top of all that though i myself mm. Is that Lynch Has clearly had injuries As well And wants to leave And, and is desperate for, <laughs> To <laughs> desperate wants get to back to back Sorrento, Sorrento sorry, so, Yeah
1: He misses yeah, the cold Misses That's the like, freezing <laughs> Sorrento Anyway look The surf's better down there Apparently Well Maybe I don't know <laughs> Anyway but look yeah. ru- ru- Rubbish
0: old game At, at Metricon and, and the only thing You can take out of it Is that St Kilda Are bad They're not terrible And Gold Coast We thought they might have been bad But no, nah, they're terrible They're terrible Last second last game almost there Hawthorne and Adelaide where we 88 to 32 gee this one blew out didn't it 56 points Hawthorne beat Adelaide So Adelaide's third worst score in history, history it was also wow.
1: I mean, not ideal conditions at the MCG on a Saturday night. No. Let's so the conditions honest. were real poor. It was like wintery. If you weren't in Melbourne or anywhere in Victoria, basically, it was Torrential sideways rain. R- and sideways wind. Like. And
0: so 26,693 people. So the crowd was very poor. Yeah, Jeff but, wasn't happy about that. But it was... it was Horrible conditions. Horrible. And then also, I mean, not as many Adelaide fans would travel. And then if you're over here and you barrack for the Crows, you pr- might
1: not come out for it on a freezing mm-hmm. night. No. No, exactly. It was on free-to-air, Channel 7. Exactly. So, yeah. so accessible. So, yeah, it is disappointing not to be also, able the to get... Also, the soccer was on as well, so... Yeah, not to get... Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, it was Australia's first The game. France game, The yeah. France game. So, lots of reasons for not going to the, to the game, but... It was, it was a uh, arm wrestle, bar one quarter, essentially. Yeah. Uh, the Hawks not... just unleashed what they are capable of doing in one quarter. So from... so and that's the third. That's
0: it. So end, end of the first quarter, so 2-5 to 1-2, and then 3-9 to 3-5. So time you thought, wow, we might actually have a game on here, but only because it's a little bit of a busted ass. But then from there, it completely shifted. So, you know, I heard Sissy um, talk about it after the game. He was saying, look, you know, and, and I completely agree with him. Hawthorne had a lot of opportunities, they just weren't scoring, and their efficiency going inside 50 was garbage.
1: And it's still a massive concern. It stunk, yeah. yeah and that's, we will get
0: into that. Um, so that was a big concern, but then eventually they got on top of it. You know, that Adelaide also fell away and, and, and looked gassed at half time. Uh, I was watching this with the maid and I was like, they look gassed. Like yeah. at half time, you could see it on their faces. I was like, wow, we're about to see. I don't bet or anything like that, but I was like, wow, we put a fair bit of money on Hawthorne to win by 50 odd points here because they, they they looked cooked at half time. So, yeah. so then um, coming after that, so they, they didn't score at all in the third the quarter. quarter. So it was 10 11. So from three, Hawthorne 3 9 to Hawthorne then again to 10 11 to three five three five. So they didn't go anywhere in the whole of the third quarter. And then they basically did nothing in the fourth as well. So, yeah, look, it was concerning, right? You know, it's... The other thing, too, is garbage conditions, as you said, you know, Hawthorne weren't even that accurate. It could have been a lot worse, 12-16, and there was a lot of that 16 that that could have been converted. Converted, yeah. Um, So, they were lucky that, you know, the Crows, that is, were lucky that they were a bit gassed on a a shitty old night, where it wasn't, you know flawless conditions where Hawthorne really would have pumped them. This yeah. this would have been seventy five points I reckon in, in good conditions. In good conditions. For condition, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And if they well, if it had been in Richmond it or somebody like that, now I know you know, Richmond did lose to the Crows earlier in the year over there. That was a while ago now. Yeah. Lots and lots of water's gone under the bridge since then. Mm. Or a Sydney or a West Coast. This would have been... And on a dry night, the way they played... played. There's just no synergy still, so... No. Nah. And, again, Hawthorne seems to be their bogey team. They
1: just don't seem to well, be able
0: to Well, you picked beat. it, too. You said, you said by 40, 50 points. You were saying by, by a, a bit.
1: Yeah, I don't know, there's um I'm 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 still really unconvinced by my team. And the Hawks, yeah. Sicily was obviously fantastic. Three
0: goals and you know, he, he just lifted the
1: game and lifted the whole team and He's like, All right, we need to do this, I'll be the man to do it. He yeah. he loves being that uh that go to guy and then from there everything sort of uh, fell into place. He's that Draymond Green, like it's
0: it's, it's he's, he's it's so funny. You don't he I know, you know, people get sick of the basketball comparisons on, on
1: seven, but he's straight up that player for that team like you just lifts them well I'm gonna and I'm gonna I'm glad you mentioned basketball because I'm gonna bring in a and I'm borrow a, um, a term from basketball that's used a lot It's called two-way players, guys that can play defence and Mm. uh, attack. And Sicily, along with um, Burgoyne and and Gunston as well. Gunston was the other one. Yeah, he he went the other way. (laughs) They are probably some of the best two-way players in the comp. They can play on the half forward and half back line and do the job extremely well. So yeah, wouldn't Adelaide love Gunston? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they'd love him. It'd be good if he was still there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're, they're the highlights for, for Hawks, but uh, unless that midfield, and I'm t- Mitchell's been very good, uh, O'Meara needs to start playing like that more regularly. Yeah. Um, but we need to get more from Shields. Uh, I think Bruce. He's starting to find his old form again. McLoy was really good. Izzy Smith I thought was good too. Izzy Smith he he but, again, added some nice run, but yeah. He had nobody on him. So when well, he gets that type of freedom, he's always going to be damaging. I think um,
0: Yeah, I think it's funny with Hawthorne in terms of game plan. So let's let's talk a bit about that. So some teams this year have made the decision to tag Izzy Smith out of the game. But then when you do that, there the, the problem is you've got others that can, can pop up. And I think Adelaide decided, let's not tag him and just play man on man. And th- that was a clear mistake. Yeah. I think you'll see later in the year, and teams like Richmond and West Coast and All the um, teams Sydney, they've teams got enough do. depth yeah. that can deal with losing an element to yep. take, take Izzy take out, is of out of the game out. and it won't matter. I, that's what'll
1: happen for sure.
0: That's the way to beat Holt. I think it's a big... Part absolutely, of your
1: yeah, absolutely it is. Especially, yeah, there's you can try and tag Mitchell. He's still just going to get the ball. He yeah. doesn't run with the ball. What's, um, it's if why if he... stop, yeah. yeah, if you Sorry, can stop bro. Izzy getting the ball and with his run and he's so good by a foot, you take a lot of our forward movement out mm. of the game. Which then, if it's slow moving into the Hawthorne's forward line, we don't have that dynamic forward line that we once did. So it needs to be quick moving in there for our small guys, your Piopulos, your Bruce and whatnot to to be effective because Ruffhead love him but he's not the player he once was No, he's not as mobile agile um, he's not fast he's had obviously massive health scare he's got he's injuries this year as well yeah so um, but look they, they're they building they're still and we've said this most of the year they're missing one or two key cogs um, to be a real I think so yeah contender this year I wouldn't be surprised if they make finals but I don't think their grand final Type team yet? Not not
0: this year. And just going back to what you were saying as well. You know, obviously, no no Cyril clearly hurts. But the other factor too as well, and this is why Clarko really didn't want to lose suckers. Because, you know, you talk about taking Izzy Smith out of the game. Mm. Now he, he he can cover off and do a whole range of things in terms of adding speed and, and pace to that. And that elite on. foot skills. And the elite yeah. foot skills as well. So, anyway, but look, let's, um we digress. In terms of Hawthorne, yeah, look, Mitchell I thought was, you know, really good. You know, 40 disposals, obviously is really good. Like, he, you know, he looked back. I think he's been a little bit down the last few weeks, but he mm. looked a lot better You're right about Omira. You summed it up well. I mean, yeah, Omira, I think, was a lot better. Um, obviously, you want to see a lot more of that as well. But you know, Hawthorne were dominating the clearances through sections of it and just not getting the reward for it. So that, they'll, they'll look at all those measures, and they're obviously very well coached. So they'll be able to, you know, they'll, they'll figure it out, and they know what they need. And yeah. they're, they're always going to be big players in free agency, and they'll, they're, they're going to get us they'll get somebody big. If for they sure. can
1: fix the um, efficiency in, for, in, in the forward fifty, then they become a super dangerous They're still getting so much footy into their forward fifty; Ooh, it's disgusting, it's sickening but there's there's just... And whether that's because Cyril's not there or a white cross or someone that can really hold it in Mm. to add even more pressure and then finally score from it, I don't know, but yeah, something's got to change.
0: I hadn't even got to quarter time yet. So to back up to what you're saying, I wrote this down in my notes, it was 11 to 2 inside 50s at one point. And they hadn't even rung the quarter time bell yet. It was That's the thing, like, (laughs) bing, 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 bing. But just not... You know, like either w- the way it. they went in was poor, or once they got there, they, they just weren't converting or accuracy. Like there was a few different reasons
1: for why that didn't work. But so you know, that, that's why they're probably into Lynch and a whole range of different. Yeah, things, again, so. in in sixty inside fifties, and I think that's about three or four weeks in a row where they're... Well, sixty-one to thirty-five so, garbage. Yeah, yeah. So they're definitely getting enough of it in there. It's just not. Uh, well, obviously, no buddy anymore, so we haven't got him taking marks. And Ruffy's not rough head of the years gone by. Of
0: old, and that's exactly what Again, yeah. going backwards. Yeah, we get get a yeah. winch or and well, Gunston obviously, but
1: yeah, Gunston's up being fl-
0: thrown around a bit more. Well, more, so. if McGovern could come in and then um, Gunston would go back forward as an example, mm. which would be wild. Wow, he's <laughs> just frothing at the mouth at that one. Um, but yeah, clearly, you know, Crows just couldn't get it out of their defensive half. That, no. that was the thing. It, you know, it would it would get there, and that was it. It would sleep the night there So it was um, We'll keep going a little bit more With Hawthorne But again I don't look It's sort of like the poor game I don't think um, Ironically um, another Against an Adelaide side I don't think There's too much more You know We we both felt That Hawthorne are a better side At the moment Mm. Adelaide so Adelaide actually have And this is just a fact They have In terms of the, the players that are on their injury list There's more players That have finished in the top 10 Of their best and fairest Than any other club And it's by a long, long way Long way, yeah So it's, they're like Four or five ahead So they're number one So you can mount A very strong argument That Adelaide's injury list Is the worst So, yeah. it, And I, I think it is on paper I think it, it is it, It's it's ridiculous I think the Dogs is pretty bad I think there's a few others That are pretty poor Carlton's is bad given where their side's at and where their list is at but Adelaide's they've got so many major cogs yep. that are out, out of that side so but yeah look I think Hawthorne you know they look good and it, there's some encouraging signs they'll fix those deficiencies that we've talked about but yeah i tell you what you know if Sicily keeps playing like that and you know, some of their cogs keep, keep moving and if teams keep falling into the trap of not tagging um, Smith or Mitchell I, I think yeah and given and on top of all of that, given their run home and their coaching group and blah 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 blah, they could make a run
1: for it. And, and a, I think and a guy called Grant Birchall could come back. If he comes back, then the tagging of Izzy in particular mm. becomes nullified because Birchall will just take over from the halfback plank and run and kick. Mm. So interesting there's lots lots I think Hawthorne's probably the hardest team to have a play on because of They're ahead what, of where we thought they were, which is good. The whole Cyril thing. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, virtual, a lot of stories Yeah do, Like we've just said Who do you tag Do you not tag them uh, uh, But Clanko they... would
0: love that The teams have the Because that's it's sort of like Geelong All the good sides Create nightmares for the opposition for In terms match-ups. of what for, But yeah. also game plan as yeah. well um, In terms of how you play it But yeah look In terms of Hawthorne I thought as well Langford was a lot better oh, It was yeah. great to see some really nice Tackle pressure from him as well He laid some really Solid tackles at important times, which is just... He's just lacked pace in the last few weeks, but he looked a lot better. Yeah, How, but, um, how
1: was another one that had been missing for most of this exactly. year as well.
0: Yeah, so look, there, there's some good signs, you know. I thought Impy was okay. You know, look, they, they had some some quality signs from them.
1: Sexy looked, looked pretty good too, and finished with 69 uh, Dream 10 points. Very Sexy. Yeah, very and every, Sexy. And everyone on the team got their hands on the ball, so not one single-digit disposal. Hawks yeah. they all had double digits or yeah and Pop- well. poppy finished
0: you know at the bottom in stats wise but you know the reality is that he you know well they don't have he didn't have too many, many options and yeah and that's exactly it he did a lot of other stuff around there and, and that's why you know
1: we, we don't kind of go deep into that sort of style yeah. of stats so for me um it was a late in was Caden Brown i thought it was one of the better games he's had in the uh, very little exposure he's had in yeah. the top flight so um frawley was sick again
0: so can I ask you a question so he was out. It's good you actually had that written down as well. Mm. So he was out for a migraine. That's the second time the second it's happened. Time, yeah, this year. Do so... we think he's so? Again, put your tin hat on to a degree, mm. but is he suffering concussion symptoms? And the club's just not saying. Possibly makes sense. That's While what we we made, made me post-kick. think. But yeah. But he has there. he has had a bunch. To, to be fair to him though, he has actually had a bunch of concussions in his playing group. I don't know. Just thinking about it, Well, as soon as I saw again another migrant, I thought, gee, that's interesting. Yeah, why does he keep getting it?
1: Not not ideal. Maybe and... they don't want to come
0: out. Maybe he doesn't want it
1: said. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe yeah, maybe it's something deeper. And maybe Clarko's already had the uh, the talk with him. No, <laughs> at at the end of the year, you're moving on.
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, the the thing that made me think about it was Liam yeah. um, Pickens' tweets during the week. Which you should definitely have a look at. I mean, he, he tweeted out, look, you know, concussion's a serious thing and if you're feeling the effects of it, definitely come out and say something and blah, 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 blah. Which I read it into it thinking that he thinks that there are players that are suffering after effects
1: of it yeah, and not telling the club. club yeah. yeah, it could be because he, I mean, he did get that concussion in round three I just haven't year? seen anyone
0: talk about it so I just no. wanted to throw it out there That's yeah
1: all. no I, I did I thought it was uh, unusual oh, and I haven't looked back it was back. very last minute it was like 40
0: minutes before the game yeah it was
1: very last minute so it was Geelong style <laughs> yeah um, Yeah, but yeah a bit worrying considering you know, we've already had our buy. so I think they monitor monitor it a bit more again he didn't play a lot of footy last year to injury mm. did, anyway today? Yeah. I know you don't have the actual answer I was just curious to know whether. the yeah. You thought that
0: too. Yeah, uh, it is odd. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, but
1: well, it it wouldn't be surprise me if it's a, it's a flow and effect from. Um, it's not
0: too many dots to draw together. That's no. that's all I'm saying. But um, yeah, look, let's let's go into the crows a bit more because I think we've we've kind of gone to Hawthorne a fair bit. So 32 points, as I said, you know their their third lowest score ever. Um, you know, just just not enough. enough. You know, they they you know, inside fifties was really poor as well as we said. But, you know, this this club. Clearly, you can say that they've had massive injuries, which we've already said, but then also, you know, they, they obviously worked them too hard. You hear those stories that they came back Um, after the off-season overweight, which is, I don't know, we don't know whether that's the case, but you do hear that quite a bit. That's the thing, you hear so much noise Mm -hmm. about a whole range of different things. This camp as well, which is a whole kind of bizarre storyline and the things you hear about. What happened uh, at
1: the start of the year was just bizarre. Well, you
0: hear about the the, the Eddie Betts thing, which I don't want to say it because, again, I don't know. All all, all you hear is that something very inappropriate happened to him on the the camp. And I, I, yeah, you hear multiple things and they're kind a conflict against each other. So I don't really want to say either them because they both could be bullshit. So who knows? But um, we don't tend to, you know, kind of talk about rumors. But look, clearly there's 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 disinterest from some of their players. There's, there was a lot of lack of effort. Um, you know, the, the game plan looked very disconnected. Yep. You know, the message just wasn't getting through. Really throughout the entire. Well, certainly the second half, especially. Um, I think. Walker's still playing with injury, which is a, a real concern. And if he's not ready, yeah. I, I know they're in a very, you know, yeah, they don't have too awful many predicament. Clearly, but at the same time, maybe it is time to play Fogarty and put him out. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I don't know. Like, it, I think it, it's it's getting towards that stage where maybe give Fog a real run at it. Give him a four or five week batch where he can really. Get, I don't think they're going to make finals. No, I, I mean, don't. look at it. They're, what are they? Six well, and seven now.
1: Allow J. Allow Jenkins to be the key target up forward just to see how he handles yeah, being the man, the main man. Didn't,
0: didn't handle very
1: well no, on Texas the weekends still there. exactly but but just I, I think they need and... to
0: mix their forward line yeah, up. and i agree so that that was a glaring thing yeah so they are 6 and 7 so look i, I don't know i mean i think it's it, for me it's next year for them i think that's just too far to come back especially with the injuries that they've had and and the issues that that have gone on this year i, I just think it's too much ground to make up for the rest of the year which is um which is disappointing, and you know, I saw someone saying um, the other day that, oh, well, you know, when you lose the grand final, you know, you just don't know. It's so much hurt that gets carried in the group and blah, 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 and you know, you just don't see teams, uh, forget it was a journalist that tweeted it, you just don't see teams coming back after they've lost the grand final the next year, and I was like, we've seen fun. that happen a shitload of times recently. Geelong yeah. lost uh, 08, they won 09. No. They lost that. And it was a prelim in 2010, but they shouldn't have lost that game to Hollingwood by 50 odd points. Then they came, back and, then won they won the came back and won the flag again. We saw Sydney um, lose to the Dogs, and then and still be pretty competitive the following year as well. And then and then they look like they could make a real run for it this year. Like that's the thing. But even direct examples of, of teams losing in the grand final, winning the next year, 2012. To thirteen, well, Frio, only just, so I, yeah, Frio I, lost, but they only just missed <clears throat> out on
1: playing in another grand final the following year. following year, exactly. Yeah, so Sydney, you've always been, yeah. St Kilda as well. Lost
0: 9 they came back in 10. Well, they had a draw, so mm. I, I'm not sure that's totally the case. I think, you know, maybe they drink, did drink a bit of their own bath water. I mean, look, the, the reality is they were so poor on the day that I think a lot of them have mental scarring out of it. And whatever tactics they tried to use to flow that out has just not but worked but they're
1: not it's a different team exactly a completely well, different team. right now it is yeah so it's you can't compare them I, I think it's that's really bad journalism I think that's just filling filling up a, an article with Duff because you've got nothing else to go on with uh, Adelaide obviously being hit hard with injury injury is terrible yeah and you put those players back in they're, they're fighting for top four they
0: miss Seedsman as well I think Seedsman's yeah. been one of their shining lights this year he's been really good um But, yeah, look, obviously they they clearly miss... um,
1: Smith, McGovern, Knight, Crouch, Smith. Laird. um, Laird's a massive one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were... Hunter as well. What's the thing? Four weeks ago, they were in fourth or fifth spot on the ladder. It's only because... Dropped off massively. Well, yeah. I mean, Laird's a massive out. uh, Well, 32
0: points is appalling. I get that... Yeah that's, away, that, that, yeah that's
1: unexcusable the actual score line from the weekend is inexcusable for four, four eight as well
0: so really poor accuracy as well so yeah, yeah look it's I think it's it's for me they're out I think it's a there's a real slim chance if they get a few it looks like Sloan's gonna be back in their next game but I, I don't know like it's gonna take him time and you know, Shuey's a really good player as an example and I, I thought he was back, you know, still to go. Yeah. In terms of being able to, you know, really perform at top level. So I I think it's next year for them. And look, hopefully, you know, they can keep some of the people that are wanting to leave because you do hear a lot of stories about a number of different players. And
1: And let them go. If they don't want to, let them go. It might be bad on memberships and, and... Building, rebuilding or whatever they, they look at but it's a rotten apple they stay there the whole apples are going to start to rot soon
0: well the thing about it is let's, let's talk briefly about it because there's not a lot to take out of this game we already covered Hawthorne before we get into the last one is that and we got a, a, you know, a little bit of time is that the, the thing for me with Adelaide is they've lost so many players over the last five six years Yes, they brought some players in, and I get you know the, the crows will you know they they sort of argue that well you know we still brought players in, but mm. they've lost a hell of a lot of players as well. If they lose, let's say they lose Sloan and Mitch McGovern as an example, and that's all you hear, well, that, that you have to start to look at the club then and say, what is going on here? Like this, yeah, and and the the story you keep consistently hearing is that. They refuse to overpay players, and that's great. But they keep losing them as a result. So, are they spreading the money poorly? Like, are they spending it in weird ways? So, like as an example, their lynch—the story that was reported during the week—and it wasn't disputed by the crows was that their lynch wants six fifty, and they said, "Well, no, we've only got four which is a big gap. Wow. So that's the thing. Apparently, there's a lot of these quite large gaps there, and. Apparently, a lot of players were pissed off with the number that uh, Bryce Gibbs got. So that—that's again a lot. All this is, you know, hearsay. But the amount of times you hear it from different places and a few that would know a fair bit, I, I just think it's yeah. It seems very, very odd. And I don't know. Maybe there needs to be some changes at, at the at the top level.
1: Yeah, there's definitely been some decent players leave the club over recent years.
0: Well, Gunston at the time, Tippett. Tip it. They've had some pretty damn good players come that club. Dangerfield. Yeah, he, he, he wasn't Lever. half bad. Mm. He could play. He could play. So.
1: Yeah, I know they got Gibbs hmm. and bets in, but. Cadden. They just
0: picked Cadden players, though. That's the thing. Probably in my movie goes next year. Cadden. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, From Cadden. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Maybe there's pick up. The other way. But anyway, no, look, it's it's a concern and it's something we'll talk about later in the year, I'm sure, especially if they go. That'll we'll definitely spend plenty of time going into that. But probably not much more to take out of this game, you know, pretty much every sector. Uh, Hawthorne dominated them So it it, it really There's not much point Going into tactics And yes Adelaide were in it But they were In my opinion And I think the data Backs this up Adelaide were only in it To some degree At half time Because Hawthorne's A. Efficiency was poor And B. Accuracy In relation to that So If they'd been accurate In that first quarter Of the game It was almost over Like the the Port um, Dogs game So Last game at the MCG yesterday, Geelong and Richmond, sixty-five to eighty-three. Richmond won by eighteen points. Great! I had a great time. Great game. I like game. I really liked it. Uh, again, look aesthetically, I can understand why some people thought it, it wasn't great. I thought well done to the 46, 423,000 people that showed up to this game because the conditions were
1: conditions as well.
0: appalling. So it pelted rain in the morning and then it pelted rain in the afternoon. So the game basically had the best time to be on, especially by sort of the second half it dried out a little bit. But early on everybody was adjusting to it. Richmond actually, I thought, dominated the first quarter. We, they really should have been way, way, way further up. But just, just again, kind of similar to Hawthorne, just, just weren't getting it on the scoreboard and getting rewarded for all that effort and then, you know, Geelong sort of, you know, capitalised on that and look, it was a real boxing match the whole way. It was two really good teams. And then the Cats
1: did the same thing in the third quarter. They had so much of it in their forward fifty and they just couldn't convert. I mean
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was a hard day. Like it was very wet and the ball was very slippery and players were falling over and the G's obviously got a very good surface. So that's the thing, like, to be fair to count this in, I think the game probably would have been very different and certainly a lot more higher scoring. I think to get to 65 and 83 is actually not that bad, yeah. given how shithouse the conditions were. So, you know, final scores, uh, 9-11 to 12-11. So a lot of Richmond's 11, and Richmond have been relatively accurate mostly this year. A lot yep. of that could have been converted. And then I would totally agree in terms of Geelong as well. So there's a bunch that, that they just should have kicked. So, but look... Richmond's game plan really worked. They, they played man-on-man. Man. They played really high pressure... You know they, they switched them really well. They they pulled them to the side and and, and you know they, I I thought they they stood up really really well on the day. They played for meterage too for the first half of the game and they switched as soon as it tried out. Yeah. And that was a big part of it, just
1: knowing the style of football to play and when. Yeah, yeah. And if you ever really look at the breakdown of the scores after quarter time, it was eleven goals to five. Mm. So Richmond were only down in the first quarter, as you said, from accuracy. They bit, well like one Hawthorne, goal five. Bit like Hawthorne they just they look like they're in control they just couldn't put it on the scoreboard, so... And a
0: couple of those five points were, like, 20 or 30 metres out, yeah. almost directly in front. Like, it was purely just adjusting to a saturated ball, mm. and just... There were horrible conditions. It was freezing as well. So, I thought it was amazing to get nearly 50,000 a game. I mean, you've got to wonder, do you, I mean, had that been a dry day, they probably would have got 70-plus. I yeah. definitely would have gone. I watched this at a pub, but I definitely would have gone to the game had it been, just because I've been sick, just do I'm going to sit outside like 10-odd 10, 10 degrees yeah, in I the mean, G. But.
1: We don't talk about it much, but it's, it's unfortunate for the AFL this weekend that two really big games at the MCG were affected because of weather. Yeah. You can't do much about it. I it's mean, a winter you,
0: sport. There's not much more you can do about it. But there's, but. there's
1: cold. I mean, let's just say it gets to 11 degrees. But if it's not raining, you get your extra 20,000, 30,000 there. Yeah. It's just that the MCG, if you've never been there, if it's gale and rain, it doesn't matter where it's you sit, you still get wet. There, yeah. and, and it's, just,
0: it's freezing because yeah. it's just a concrete jungle as well. But anyway, I mean, the, the only other thing I would say on that too was on Twitter, I was saying that, you know, I think it just shows that. The current broadcast agreement is broken. I think to a degree. I really like it in the NBA in that you can buy a game throughout the whole year. So yes, they've got two networks in the states that show NBA on free to, on their free to wear. Uh, they don't show every game. There's you know, 100 NBA games in a week, but mm. they might show one or two of the bigger games. But if your team's playing, you can buy the game in HD and you can watch it. It's only a few dollars, and that, and that's the way to play it. I think you know, like a lot of fans, you know. Wouldn't have gone to this game because of the conditions, and it was only on Fox, and I, I don't know what the numbers were, but it wouldn't have been, you know, Fox don't get amazing rating because heaps of people just don't have Fox, so yeah. But um anyway, they they, go to the pub like you did. Well, that's it, and that's and that's good, but you know, look, I, I still think it'd be it'd be good to allow you know people to have multiple options and give people the freedom yeah. to do. Why that. wasn't it
1: all of a sudden when they knew what the weather conditions were like? Flick it to both Friday nights is yeah. on. Fox and Seven, so yeah. you sit there and just make the judgment call and go, guys, we know we're not going to get sixty, seventy, eighty thousand at the G. Mm. We want people watching it at least. Mm. I didn't watch it because I didn't have time to get to a hub. Yeah, so I had to listen to it on the radio. Yeah, so I think allow people to do it is, is the way to do it. But anyway, that, yeah, that's a it's whole, whole other story. story. Yeah, Gill and, um, Gil and the coaches, I'm sure, we'll talked about that <laughs> after a couple knows. of dinos. Well, the, the the,
0: apparently, Foxell this year, later in the year, are going to offer a uh, sports only pack. Finally, so you can just sign up to the sport only, so that that that's incredibly that's, good. Be interesting to see what the um what the uh you know cost of that is. Anyway, let, let's get back into it. Uh, so look, Rich, we'll start with Richmond, obviously they won the game. So my heat check of the week is Vlostone. So hey, I I've been um, talking about him lately. Nearly made him a bunch of times. So it's funny, like his stats line again. It's like what you were saying before about uh, Poppy. You know in terms of like selling candy with poppy and you know pressure and stuff like that like he sold a bit of candy and mm. against adelaide and you know you don't see stats for that and Vloston, you know like in terms of intercept marks like he took about 400 uh 21 disposal, 71 percent efficiency you know he, he was just a joke so he was so good on the day you know he, he's just amazing like he's just such a massive cog and all all year i've been on him and even
1: um Last year, so look, I, I really rate him, and he's 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 just such a great player. If so. he goes down for injury or illness, what well, I reckon that's a massive loss in that back half for you guys. I reckon he's really that glue now. Um, yeah, he's yeah, I, I agree. He's as important of, as Rance,
0: if not more so.
1: Yeah, because he's a bit more flexible in the in the style of play. He a lot of run out of the back half as well. Well, um, he's our
0: peel back. He <clears> he is our major peel back. So in, in football now, you look at modern football, and everyone's at one end of the ground but he he's our major part that comes back to lock the game down. Yep. He's a Grundy type scenario. Absolutely. And he he's just yeah, he he was fantastic on the
1: day, so And I would say he's probably underrated in many people's eyes who aren't Richmond supporter or who don't watch as much football. It's like and is not arrogant where you have to watch football because we do a podcast. Mm. But people who are just fans, they probably don't rate Flosten as anything but a good player. But I reckon he's super. Oh yeah, we've talked both talked him up. Yeah. But no, he's fantastic.
0: So look, yeah, obviously, as we say, horrible conditions, you know, a lot of miscued kicks early. It didn't look great, but it, it did really lift once it dried out and you know, Richmond kept pushing Geelong had the answers, but they were always just a little bit... Just, just a little bit a little behind. behind. They were just that... They just... Look, the big thing for me with Geelong is they miss Menzel badly, and that's an obvious statement. But they they just need a couple of other options. I think forward would make a massive difference. I thought Stanley was better. I thought there was a bit of disconnect, but a big part of it was inaccuracy as well. So, yes, they were a little bit disconnected from from the mids to the forwards, but they they threw Dangerfield forward, which which kind of worked, but not really. You know, like I thought... Um, the, the encouraging thing for Richmond as well you know winning when Selwood and Dangerfield and you know a Ablett bunch of these guys really and Ablett had a great game so Ablett was amazing mm. that's the thing like, it was so encouraging to see them win when you know you've got this joker running around so now look it, 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 yeah great game Hawkins I thought had one of his better games as well he was really clutch Kicked... Um, you know, should have kicked four. Ended up kicking, kicking three. But, you know, on, on shit-ass conditions, I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. He, he competed all day, too. So, that was really good to see, actually. I was really impressed with his yeah, game.
1: I, Richmond, Richmond stamped, them, uh, stamped their authority on this game after quarter time. Um, and... To the competition Saying look though, We don't care What the conditions are like And how good your best players are We're a better team Across the board And that showed I think Their kids are better Than Geelong's kids There's just no other way To look at it At the moment Yeah And for Geelong I mean obviously They've got some big names Still to come back in Which will bolster them Come pointy end of the season But Richmond are just Looking extremely Well drilled So polished. They know so They just know Each other so well As a team yeah. So I mean, Danny Rowley comes back in for the first game since Grand Final last year. Yeah. And it's like he hasn't missed a beat. Yeah. And you go... Wow, how good is an
0: upside for that? He came in, he looked incredible. Yeah, well, the the great thing was I think they kept him hungry. So the rumor was that he was ready to play last week, but Dimmer and the group really wanted to keep. I think that they're trying to, they're doing the Hawthorn type of thing when they were in their peak in Geelong as well. When you got like a really good group, you just keep them hungry as hell. And Richmond are you know number one on the VFL ladder as well, and just belting yeah. it, and their percentage is amazing too. But as an example, like, you know, I didn't hear anyone talk about this. You know uh, Gareth Waite, So Ryan Gareth Waite is a defender. He's 19 years old. Uh, drafted in the, the so right at the bottom end of, the, of um, 2016. He's only played one game. Came out. Yes, he didn't get a, a lot of disposals. Got nine. He isn't to be fair though. He's playing defence. Got nine at 100% efficiency. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like their kids already look AFL ready. So it's, yeah, for Richmond fans, it is it is very exciting. I thought Broad played his best game, certainly since the grand final. I thought he was a lot better. Um, you know, Conker looked better. Even he looked better as well. I said a few weeks ago, I don't know why they keep bringing him in. But he I have, to, I have to admit it, he was good. McIntosh, he's just hard. He just competes. You know, he runs really well as well. Offers a lot to our side. Just a lot of balance. But um, yeah look Where the game was won Was, was just Persistence I think You know Rich- Richmond just never gave up On the game plan That's the thing They've just got so much belief So yeah. much trust So much belief And so much confidence So well, it. Like, go, you're, sorry, you're,
1: me... Martin and Cochin Were good yeah, they're fine. Right well, Martin had a couple of moments yeah. where he was a joke. But that's but, yeah. the thing. But they, it's, those, those two are the ones that's like, oh, okay, we got to get ourselves out of the hole. They're the ones with the shovel digging the first bit. Exactly, And then yeah. they just bring everyone back into the game. Ellis and, as well was and Alice, And Ellis, yeah. He's, um, he's starting to... He's starting to... He I thought it. he was really quiet for the first
0: month or so, and then all of a sudden he's starting to... Well, he didn't um, like being dropped, and he's come back and he's been a joker. So that's the thing. Like, it's yeah, it's don't keeping don't like him hungry, animals. and it's exactly the same sort of methodology. So... Rance, look, he was fine. I I thought, I I did think that, I don't know about a dive, but I think he did play for free kicks a little bit much and he ended up out-positioning himself and Dangerfield took the mark. So I think he just needs to be a bit careful and just play your man and, and, you know, don't worry so much about the umpire. There was a couple of cry wolf type scenarios, so I think he needs to pull his head in just a little bit. But, yeah, generally speaking, I'm not going to go too hard on him. It's not, um, you know, a lot of players do do it. But, yeah, look, I... It's 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 not great. So Grig was really good as well. You know that's the thing. Richmond's got a, a lot of good signs. They they persisted through the whole day and they were they were really impressive and. Geelong are... They're in it. I mean, I, I still think Geelong are very much in this. You know, the, the last thing I would say on Richmond is that... So yesterday was the 17th of June, which was a full year ago. So on um, Sunday, I think it was a Sunday, but last year on the 17th of June, Richmond lost to Sydney 72-80 to 80 on the G. Since that day, they have not lost on the MCG. No. So yesterday marked an entire year of winning at the G. Not bad. So the whole and they won a flag in that time as well. So that whole time they have not lost at the MCG. Yeah. And their average margin is like 32 thirty two points as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's 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 pretty ridiculous at this ground. They've just got so much confidence, and winning that flag meant that they just think they don't. They, it doesn't matter it doesn't at what, matter what point any, they're out of the game. If they can get
1: to the 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 G on that last day in September.
0: Well, and that that's the, that's the game now. It's it's. To me, where it's such an even season, I still think. It's where everybody finishes, and if Richmond finish top of the ladder and get the double chance and play at the G, yeah, I think you can like almost out. lock it in. So it was sort of like when, once the Cavs lost that first game, it was like, yeah, no, I think, I think we're all like, all over here. So, But, um, yeah, look, look, quality game, I thought. Interesting tactics. Some of the tactics, I think, got thrown a little bit out the window because the conditions were so poor. But, you know... Both teams really tried. Geelong had a bunch of answers. Once they get Menzel back, uh, Wiley Buzzard was a, a laid out. Guthrie, Guthrie back was interesting. Next week, Guthrie sounds like that. he's going to be back. Scott Selwood such a massive part to their side. Okay. If they'd had Scott Selwood in and Guthrie in, geez, that that I would love to see these two teams at full health on a clear, clear day, day on the G just go off and just in a, in a prelim and let's see well, let's see who comes out alive. Well, that would be I great. Imagine
1: if the two prelims were. Yeah. Sydney West Coast, Geelong, yeah. Richmond. That would be. Two, That'd, almost two be games. That'd almost be your perfect That'd uh, almost be your perfect not it? At the moment,
0: maybe. I mean, it'd be fascinating to see Collingwood oh, yeah. make a, a prelim at the against a Richmond that you get a hundred thousand to be people in the rafters killing each other. And I think those those teams aren't too bad with each other. But yeah, I think. Oh, no, those supporters, I mean. This is, well, well, <laughs> oh, no, yeah, that's it. But um, no, look, I think that would be amazing for Melbourne, but it yeah. could two enormous clubs just going off. But then also, Melbourne versus Richmond at the G and prelim would be incredible. The pre match
1: would be Joffre and uh, Mickey, Mickey Malloy and Mallory. a little, box, and a little <laughs> box off.
0: That's it. One lives in, in South Yarra and the other one. Uh, Old mate Brody, but no, nah, no. Nah. Now look, it's it, yeah. Look, there's a lot of scenarios, and and we're going to get. That's the thing. Like people complain about the quality of football at the moment; it's not as good, and complain, complain, complain. But once you get to finals, all that half of it. We're not that far away. A bunch of these teams are going to be gone, and we'll just see the quality versus quality, and that that'll um. That'd be really good, and there's going to be some good. There's, every week, there's been a few good games, and that and that's it's not like every game has been dire. And I, I don't disagree that we'll have, we still have, haven't had time to do another state of the game type episode, but anyway, we'll get there at some point because well, yeah, there we, there we, is a we, few we, things we, to
1: discuss, we, but and we might we might do a, a week soon where we don't uh, dive as deep into each of the games. Mm. We might sort of talk for 10-15 minutes on each game and then put a section into the do state of the game or something yeah. like we'll see. But we'll ultimately, going. yeah. Um, we mentioned it, you mentioned it last week in one of the episodes, there's the really crappy turns. they are always been around. That's, that's, the that's the thing. They've always been And other sports around. as well, yeah. The thing is, I think what a lot of people forget is we've got more access to yeah. more vision of the games now that we actually consume more football than we ever have. So yeah. we're going to pick up on more of it. Um, there's more cameras at the ground. There's more replays. There's this and that. So I think
0: though, look, the problem is that I, I get it that a lot I think of the coaches are
1: trying to cut... Like just
0: choked the game And I, yeah. I, I do get that And there are some ways To fix that And, and we'll go into that And whether the, I don't think that's Necessarily zones But we'll we talk about that At some point But yeah look In terms of this game Obviously like You know Lots of side stories To it as well You know There was some times Where Rance was on Danger Which was great You know Martin versus Danger There was a couple Of really exciting moments Martin and Ablett Were on each other mm. For a little bit too Which was wild But, yeah, look, the stars were were there, and it was just a little bit of a shame the conditions were so poor, especially for a good 40, 50 minutes of play. But, generally speaking, it was was really good. So, stats-wise, I mean, you you look through it, and, you know, look, contested possessions, it's pretty even, 154 to 151. Uncontested, 191 to 185. Marks inside 50, 8 to 7, obviously not as many chances with those sort of conditions. Tackles inside 50, they're a little bit up, 17 to 19. So, but, yeah, look, probably not much more. You know, look... Richmond are just slightly better, and the big difference is their kids were slightly more efficient, and Richmond just moved the ball a little bit better, and with a little bit more variety, and and used the ground slightly better, and they they're just so confident on that ground. So no way. I know, yeah, they, they, we, uh, they play again against in each round other. Twenty, so only a month and a half, a, and... pro, a
1: final before the finals. So. Yeah, so Friday Friday night uh, in August. That, That's uh, it. Oh, actually, that looks like a bloody good. That's going to be a very good it looks round. Looks like a very good round of football. Yeah, we, we better wrap <laughs> up just, early. Due
0: to, um, just due to just do to length. So, thanks so much for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, definitely check out the preview later in the week. If you could rate and review us on iTunes, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Massive thanks to our Hops mates at Hopster Home. Home. Yeah, check them out as well. Check them out at hopsterhome.com.au. Use did the you, promo code AFL Deep Dive. Did you want to let them know about... We're going to be producing some video content soon, so we'll have that up in the next couple of days. So we're just in the middle of a couple of different discussions, but we are going to start to do some more video content. So that's a little bit of a tease. It's a lot more exciting than that. But um, yeah, yeah, keep, be... keep an eye out for it because it is going to be really good.
1: Yeah, it's not just going to be a video of this; it's going to be something else. No, no. So we're going to do—we are going to
0: do sort of a little bit of a show. Oh, football still, though. all right. No, no, no. Just football. <laughs> no. I'm going to talk about you know NBA clam chowder or the so. goat. See you later. Awesome. Cheers, guys. Enjoy.